right, we are back for another year, another 365 days of the magic, the mischief, the mayhem. It's your friends over at Megashine. I'm Nick. I'm Victor. And woo, it has been a, it feels like it's been forever since we last actually oh, talked. People <laughs> have missed us and mad. <laughs> oh, they mad? Damn, can we get a break? Like, we gotta have a break too. We got lives and men and dick. We got things going on. Oh, God, we don't have all that. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, we, we're back. We're live. We made it. We made oh, it. Oh, thank God. Because 2018 almost killed, well, I won't say it almost killed me, but I almost killed other people. How about that? Because <laughs> that bitch just that did not want to go into that good night. No, we. No, it feels like you were. You know, it's like you know, that survivor at the end of a horror movie. You all banged up, cut up, like that woman in Friday Thirteenth. You in the boat, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here comes something grabbing you back. Into the, that's what it it's felt. like. Homegirl off Carrie when uh when Carrie grabbed her at the end yeah, in the right. graveyard. She's like, "Bitch, I came here to give you flowers. <laughs> you come over grabbing me, right?" 2019 with uh well us we were the girl and 2018 was Carrie trying to drag us down. Well, well, <laughs> 2019 about to pop off. It's already popping off. Oh, it's it's already popping we, off. Twelve days and folks apparently lost their goddamn sense. Yes, it started with so much hell. It started with R. Kelly stuff. Then we got. And then, you know, last night, Lord, the FBI just came on out and said, bitch, we've been after Trump for centuries. <laughs> like, I see, I saw that article, but I didn't read it because I was like, it was two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, let me go ahead and go to bed. Yeah, they've been, they started investigating him as soon as they fired Comey. And I was like, that's, that's not surprising. Because I'm like, that's they, you know, that's, they look after their own. You know, that's a, that's like a tight knit group. That's like the AKAs. And it's like, you know, they going to come after, <laughs> you come after somebody, they going to come after you. And so, of course, I was thinking, yeah, y'all went after Comey. You fired that dude. Of course, they're going to be looking after their homie. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. they're going to be looking into you. And the funny thing is, we don't know what they got. And you know they probably and they probably holding it too. It's like you know what, I'm about to hand that off to Mueller. Mueller, that man, you know I'm gonna say this is gonna be rude, but he will deserve. I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say what Monique said about Clinton, but he deserves whatever pleasure he deserves because that man has been that man is sitting up here just sending out treats, and you know he any day he can be like I'm about to. And dice on so it's like you just never know what he's gonna give out and say. And now I heard the investigation is supposed to wrap up sometime in February. We'll see. We we, we definitely will. But more uh, less politics. How have you been since the last time we even talked? You know, I've been good. I've been enjoying my new um, position, um, and it's about to. You know, we. We're back. Susan's not back yet, so it's been kind of chill. Um, and I've been happy. I've been sending out strange Lord of people, um, and um, doing. I'm doing it by packs because I'm. It's a lot because you have to wrap that book up and then send it off. And I'm always worried that it's going to be damaged. <laughs> so I have that weird thing about it. But I'm sending them all out. Um, some will go out this weekend and some will go out next weekend. I have to get it out by February. So by the end of February, everybody will have 
the book and then I have extras, which I've been told I need to sell. So I am going Hell yeah, you need to sell that shit. I'm gonna sell it. Uh, and see how it goes. So people are liking it um, from the feedback I have received. Um, I don't think that people have already read it if they was reading the webcomic, but we had updated it a little bit. It's a little bit different. So uh, I'm just glad to have it out there. It's fun to look at it and to be like, bitch, I have a book. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's kind of neat. So that's been really a good highlight. And um, this is tax season. And I don't even, I don't even want to start doing it because I had an issue with the IRS and they tried to come for me, but now they have to come, I have to come for them because they have <laughs> proof now. Let me say this to y'all. If y'all get new jobs and you have retirement, if you roll over your retirement, make sure you tell them the IRS because they would think that you may have pocketed, you know, $70,000. So you might want to like, to let them know that mm-hmm. no i did not you have to do that with a 1099 i didn't yep. do the things i'm learning too late but uh, <laughs> it's more of like oh no girl i didn't pocket this money this money was rolled over to my other retirement so that's something i have to prove to them that i should approve almost here but that's okay we're gonna do it right now so, that's right yeah so in all that's good. Uh, everything's been good. It's raining today in Los Angeles, but everything's good. How about you? Um, I let's see. I haven't been up to much. I'm trying to ca- catch up on TV shows that I've fallen behind off, mm-hmm. uh, like Nine One One, The Gifted, uh, Single Parents. I am making it through House of Cards, which you know. The writing and the acting has always been good on House of Cards. It's just knowing what I know now about Kevin Spacey, it's making it just such a fucking hike. And I'm like, oh, can we just go ahead and kill him off? <laughs> but like everything Francis does in that show, I'm looking at as Kevin Spacey. And it's just it has such a yucky feeling to it. And I can, if, if me, the viewer, is feeling that, I can only imagine what the people who worked on the set, like the actors and all of that, must have felt like going through all of that shit. Um, what else? Um, still trying to find a job. Oh, a good, better paying job. How about that? Uh, what else? Playing too much video games. Per usual. At least you're playing, because at one point you was. At one point, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't need this. Um, aside from that, not much. Trying to keep uh, busy and keep out, my, keep out of trouble. Yeah. Me too. You know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my, you know, my health back on point because I've been sliding, eating pizza and stuff and just been messing up with that. So I'm trying to get back on track with that, which is so hard to do sometimes. Listen, I have not been to a gym in since September. And my trainer, the trainer that I was working with, all of a sudden I I can't get in contact with him. Like he won't return any of my texts. Mm -mm. So I'm like, okay, so you just gonna do that to me. 
after I was like, oh, I thought we was cool. Well, maybe something happened. We, we never yeah, maybe. Yeah, I hope some. I hope nothing did happen. But then, if nothing did happen, then you just ignore my ass on purpose, and then I have a problem with you. Yeah. But let's hope something happened that is not tragic. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, I will say, CrossFit has been fun. It's it's still fun. Got new cuties in there, and so that's always great. Um. Yeah, that's it's fun. It's fun, challenging things. Like I, I'm like I'm, I'm doing really better and all that stuff. It's still hard though. So I'm feeling back hurting, legs hurting, feeling all tore up. But besides <laughs> that, it's really neat. But the funny thing is, and I'm not gonna say names. I've noticed that we, it's we're getting people that you. It's funny because I maybe because of the location we're getting people who are either working in the industry or on TV right as now. Like, it's weird. Like, I'm not going to say who, but there's, I mean, they're not like famous famous, but they're like on like CW stuff or like Freeform. I'm like, look at you. You can tell me off uh, off stream. <laughs> so it's just like uh, really interesting. I will say that I think there are, oh, it's one person. I'm not sure what role they will be, but they're going to be in a, a spinoff of a show. I'll say that. So it's been really interesting. Some of them have worked on great projects a lot of them are one they worked behind the scenes but there's like a couple who are like visible and i'm like wow I'm like that's really interesting now you know if chris evans just popped in one day that would be great if that bitch happened, <laughs> i'll probably have to i would probably have to volunteer to leave because i would be inappropriate i know i would or i'll be cute inappropriate like i'll be like i'm just gonna look at you i'll laugh at your jokes and i'll just look but i'll probably look and just have the darkest fantasies in my mind. I will say that. No, I would have to go because because that motherfucker right there. I was like, look, I gotta let me loose. Let me loose. Yeah, the minute that he grunts, that'll probably be. I'll probably be. I'll probably be like, I need a towel. Yeah, to call the emergency room. Well, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> so you know, let's get into this tea because we have a lot. A lot has happened within the time that we've been out. Um, did you see Aquaman? I have not seen Aquaman. I have not seen anything. I haven't seen Aquaman, Into the Spider-Verse, Widows. Um, I am lacking. And I told the boyfriend, I was like, look, there is too many shit out or upcoming that I can't miss. And I need you to get yourself together, get out of that sewing room, and take me to the goddamn movies (laughs) that I'm paying for. Yeah, because Widows, I, you were, I think you would really enjoy Widows because I saw that mess twice. And and quickly, Aquaman was cute. It was too long, but it was cute. I mean, that's with a lot of movies nowadays, no matter what genre. They are just too fucking long. Yeah, it was too long. and But, you know, Jason did, he, he did what he had to do. And I, I, like, it was an enjoyable movie. It was very enjoyable. Um, I like it that it's now, it's, I think it is the highest grossing DC movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a good thing because that says a lot. If you think about it, the top two grossing, top grossing movies in the DC universe is a woman and a man of color. So that's really telling about what mm-hmm. they should focus on in the future. Um, and they also and they also mentioned they still work on that Batman movie. I'm like, y'all can just put that on the shelf. 
you have 20,000 animated Batman movies, not adding in the what, the 10, 12 Batman movies already out here. Put him on the shelf. Yeah. They just need to can that. Yeah, and I'm going to be looking at um, Titan Sue, especially because they, you know, they've really been doing stuff. And I feel like this is a Donna Troy type of thing. It's, it's really, this whole flow of her has been interesting because she is in Titans, um, having that lasso, just like Wonder Woman did in the movie. Um, it's supposed to be within that universe. I think we mentioned that before. But in, in, in Young Justice, she made an appearance as well. So I'm just like, okay, y'all really trying to play up Donna Troy here. Um, so that's really interesting too. I haven't saw in, watched those particular ones completely yet. I saw the first Titans, the first two Titan episodes. I just need to finish dressed. I haven't. I wanted to get the DC Universe app. Um, well, their streaming service. Mm-hmm. How much is, is it? About like eleven ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and just get it. I mean, yeah, it's just I, I should. Because I have Shutter, and I feel like that when I think about it, it it's nice to have. Because sometimes I, I don't, I have like the Roku thing, so it's it's changed how I look at TV. But I think I need to have the DC thing because you know I'm going to have the Marvel, the, the well, the Disney one. So why not go ahead and have that? Right, and then I want to go. I want to go back and watch uh, Justice League again, as far as well as uh, the Batman animated series, because mm-hmm. I was. I I watched it, but I didn't watch it, watch it, you know, with the mindset that I have now. Yeah. So. That's true. I, speaking of which, yeah. uh, Kevin, oh my God, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. I never do. Kevin McElroy, the original, the OG uh, voice actor of yeah. Batman. He's supposed to be at uh, our Comic-Con in March. Okay. And so I'm like, please let these press passes come in so I can <laughs> talk to that man because he is just, he's such a legend. He yeah, is he such is. a legend. He is. He has set the game the way he should have. So that would be neat. And that would be very neat for you to say. Speaking of press passes, yeah, we need to get on that just because the con season is coming, y'all. Uh, she comes too fucking fast in every time she does i'm be like why is she here already i know i was like thinking about that um what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna post some things y'all need to be thinking about because wondercon is gonna be here within a, a week it's not really but it it that i think it comes so fast because it's like in somewhere it's 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 always around the corner and then you have all the other ones like the ones in Atlanta and then you know the ones in Portland and Seattle all those are coming out quick and then you have the mega one which is San Diego so these are coming around the corner and then you have FlameCon that's coming around in August which I cannot go to because that is at the time of orientation um, so that's when school starts-ish let me double check that but I would always want to be there mm-hmm it's just always in the middle of school. It's like always when school starts. That's why I love uh, San Diego because it's 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 before all of that. It's my break before work really gets down to business. Um, but keeping it moving. Um, right. 
But yeah, those movies have been out. Um, great stuff with that. Spider-Verse was amazing. I loved it. I saw that twice. Um, looking at Miles, I love when you look in his face, he has Negro nose and lips. Like, it's, it's, that's just a beautiful thing to see. Um, um, and yeah, he is Afro-Latin. Um, also Afro Latino, he is Afro um, Latino, but it's nice to see the fact that they did that so well, and it's such a beautiful movie to watch. So if you have not seen it yet, y'all need to go out there and see it. And I love the fact that Miles is a character that we're going to see a lot of kids dress up as for Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. he, and even, you know, younger girls, you know, get into Spider-Gwen and what have you. So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. Um, but speaking about that universe, so Kevin Feige, Feige, Lord, another Kevin Feige. It's Feige. Kevin Feige. <laughs> so he's been talking um, about, you know, the fact that, the, the the merger is pretty much done as you know a lot of the marvel properties from fox is going to be back with marvel um but he he just was talked to about you know the x-men properties that's something that everybody's been talking about um and what he did mention recently is the fact that he's excited to work with those characters but he's very excited to also work with the kind of the, I don't want to say B-list, but the characters we don't hear about and, or we don't really know that much about. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do with those characters because in a lot of ways that includes New Mutants, that includes um, X-Factor, that includes the ones that we don't always see because, you know, we've been inundated with Storm and Jean and not like that's a bad thing, but well, Wolverine is a bad thing, but We've been inundated with the, those particular characters for so long that we haven't really saw a lot of shine with some of the others. Now, if you remember X-Men um, Evolution, we got to see some of the new mutants. Like you saw Moonstar, you saw Karma, not Karma, you saw Magma, you saw a little bit of some of the other characters that we don't see mm-hmm. often. So I'm excited that he may introduce us to the other ones. And I'm thinking, you know, after the success of the Spider-Verse, I'm almost open to an animated version of New Mutants. So I feel like we might get a lot more out of that um, than what they're trying to do with Fox. But I feel like that that's a great show. So I do hope to see some of these characters out there. I am one of the ones, y'all can at me, who do not want to do a Storm solo movie before the X-Men movie. I want a solid team movie first. Then you can do them afterwards but after after i've been thinking about it i've been and and if y'all don't know i am a huge storm fan i can tell you everything about her i have the 300 dollar you know statues of her i I don't play when it comes to her but i also would rather have a good team story first before we really get into her or i have said before give us a series um about her because i think that you could do a small mini series that could be animated too there's something mm-hmm. where it's like we are seeing something, but I don't know. But when Kevin said what he said, I was hopeful that he may introduce us to the other mutants that we don't really see. And I, but I'm scared because we're kind of seeing them in the gifted. Are we? <laughs> well, you tell that, me. Well, well, shit, I'm behind, so I can. Well, we got Lorna. We got Lorna. We had um, Beautiful Dreamer. We've had the. Now you have those you have twins. Warpath. <laughs> Warpath. Yeah, you, yeah. You have Warpath. You have the twins, which technically 
you do and don't because in the comics they're evil. Um, they're Von Struckers. And if we, we saw Von Strucker um, in Avengers um, Age of Ultron. So we saw Von Strucker already. I really well, don't want to see two white kids. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I don't want to see two white kids again, like mm. in the big screen. Because granted, I do enjoy, I actually enjoy the, the girl more than the, the boy. Because I f- feel like he's like this emo wannabe. And I'm like, okay. Please stop. Please stop. It's just annoying me. Um, I do. I want. Um, oh my God. What is her name? Um, the woman who played Blink in Days of Future Past to reprise her role. But I, apparently she's locked up in China somewhere. Or I don't know what's going on. But she is in some kind of restraints over there. Last time I read. Uh, but she, I think she was a standout role in uh, Days of the Future Past. Yeah. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I, I like how they have some of these um, smaller, lesser known characters on the TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to see them. I don't, I don't know if I want to see them on the big screen as well. Yeah. It would all depend on who's playing him, who's writing him, and who's directing. That's true. That is true. Because um, as we know, we are going to get Scarlet Witch and Vision, which has some mixed reviews from a lot of people. I'm actually fine with it if they are really going to get into Scarlet Witch's um, path to magic. I'm open to that. Uh, I was going to get that to see because this is, I've always felt like when they portrayed that on uh, Civil, not Civil War, but um, the other one, <laughs> and I'm forgetting, uh, it was just so creepy to watch. Like, mm-hmm. since when did, it, it, it felt like there wasn't any lead up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Scarlet Witch wants to download Vision's floppy disk. And I'm like, okay, like, why are we even, why is this even a thing? And I know it's a thing in the comics, but there was some lead up to it. And I, I just felt like I was caught off guard. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people were feeling is for those who, you know, who didn't really know them from the comics, it was like, okay, because you saw the, 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 the beginnings in Civil War, and then you saw them, because there's been months, like two years and months. So therefore they've been running together for a while. and. Um, Infinity War, and so that was, you know, they was trying to, like, we've been running around, they try to play that up, like, we've been running around offline, whatever, um, and I think that's what this series is supposed to do, is kind of maybe fill in those blanks, or kind of give us an idea of their adventures and who they are. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoy the stories that they've had in the comics, we'll see what happens with the series, um, there's also rumors that we may get, um, which I, I, these are rumors though. But you know, we're we're seeing how they may get other characters may become like we got Loki coming. That's not a rumor, but that's going to be happening very soon. Um, as well as we're going to see um, maybe like a kids version. They they talked about that a little bit like of certain heroes, um, but also we 
the rumor is having Lady Sif to get a series, and I don't really think that's going to happen. Because she's already in, the woman who plays Lady Sif is already in an NBC show that's actually coming. Uh, it's not The Blacklist, but it's some other thing. Blind Spot. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think we want a Lady Sif show. But that's a rumor. I don't know. I'm open to, because a lot of these characters, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't follow the comics. But it would be interesting to see some of these yeah. villains, especially the villains. I, w- I would like to see some of them brought out more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and I wonder what they're going to do with Runaways, because Runaway, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger are actually, they're under Freeform, which is MB- ABC, which is Disney. So therefore, they already there. How would that be? Would they be incorporated in this universe? Like, I, it's it's a lot that's going to happen. But to the original story, Kevin is very open to bringing in different mutants we haven't really seen. I'm 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 very excited to see what they're going to do with all that. Um, but at the end of the day, I I still want a good solid X Men movie and a good solid team. We'll probably in the, later on this year we'll talk about the teams. Like we talked about this before, but again, we may have to revisit who we would like to see on these teams um, because I think that might be really fun to really get into as we are approaching the end game. <laughs> we'll see what else they have in store with that. Mm-hmm. Especially with the um, so uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home mm-hmm. is supposed to be the introduction to the second phase. So yeah, we should very much soon talk about who we would like to see as far as uh, introduct, in, introduced in the new uh, phase. Yeah, that would be really neat. Um, speaking of some other things, jumping uh, back on the DC Universe, um, we know that they are, um, they're getting their lineup together. As we know, we have Wonder Woman 2 come, well, been pushed back, but that's gonna be coming soon. We have Shazam. Um, Again, there's talks of another Batman movie, which is going to be very interesting as well. But I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with Aquaman too, because hey, Aquaman is one of their biggest movies right now. So obviously, they're going to do a sequel. They're going to do a sequel. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to go down. I mean, Black Manta will probably be in this one as well. Um, but I do hope they will not have another two and a half hour movie because again, it was just longer than than it needed to be. So I know DC um, will be revealing some new things coming soon, but they've been really focusing on their streaming service, which has been delivering really well with Titans. Um, So we're going to see how it goes. And I also was told that if they're successful on Netflix, there's going to be some new um, reveals coming about shows coming down the pipe. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes because Netflix is where you need to go if you want to be successful. Have you seen Bird Box yet? Oh, Lord. Okay, let's talk about Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it over uh, Christmas break. Yeah. And I personally liked it. I I thought it was what the happening wanted to be. Yes. Um, it was, I think it was formulaic as far as, you know, you had the asshole as far as John Malkovich, you had the old lady, you had the stereotypical people or roles in 
this kind of film. Mm-hmm. I did. I was kind of bummed that I thought that uh, Sandra Bullock's character and Sarah Paulson, I thought they were a couple. I didn't realize that they were actually sisters until I started watching. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, oh, well. But uh, I thought the the idea was good. I I thought the the whole idea of the movie was about loneliness and depression. You noticed how, uh, and this is, if you haven't seen it, this is going to be filled with spoilers and whatnot. I thought that Sandra's character was isolated within herself and she didn't want any kind of contact with anybody. You notice how she didn't even uh, really want to be pregnant yeah. and how she w- she didn't even have a name for the kid. Um, and throughout the movie, she was just isolated in herself. And you even saw it on down the movie when she had the kids and she didn't even have names for them until the end. She just named them girl and boy. And I was like, this is some lazy ass shit on her part. She's like, I don't want these fucking kids. No goddamn way. So I'm just going to name you girl and boy. Um, I thought the, now everybody was saying, yeah, uh, it was these synonyms and uh, analogies to mental health and all of that. But I thought that the the people who would actually see these monsters or whatever they were was I liken that to symptoms of uh, what was it? I likened it to overuse of medication. Hmm. So they kind of got drugged up, and they could see all of these. Hallucin- these hallucinations that they were uh, being affected by. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you saw that Sandra kind of got over her depression uh, and whatnot. And it made sense once you thought about it that the people who couldn't see these things were blind people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, duh, that makes sense. But you didn't think about that until at the end. Yeah, And also... I had a question. So you know how they went through the boat and the boat capsized like two or three times. Mm -hmm. How in the world did those birds still survive? Because I didn't see Nan, uh, air pockets or no hole for them to breathe. And if water was in them, how would it get now? They would probably drown before they got to where they needed to go. Uh, You know, I don't even know. I was just like, that didn't make sense to me. There's always those small little loopholes in the film like that. Because when that boat hit, the fact that everybody survived, that's what I was like, wow, they all survived. Mm-hmm. They're all right there. Um, I don't know. But, you know, like like you, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, you're right, it was the tropes because not, not too far from that, Day of the Dead, it was on. Dawn of the Dead was on. And it was like, wow, there is that older woman, because it was an older woman in that. Um, there is, there's always that person who's like going to make the mistake that gets everybody in trouble. It's always somebody who does that. It's always the asshole, um, which, you know, John Makovich played. But he was right, though. He was right. That's why I felt like the dude was right the entire time. Um, Trevante was, was sexy. And yes, we would have survived. If it was me, I'm like, you know what? Put all of y'all out. And me and him would just do this. We'll just save the world. Um, okay, so 
uh, B.D. Wong was in there too. And I still, I have found B.D. Wong so fucking attractive for like. And I was mad because I was we could have let um, Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, it's funny. Yeah, I, had some, I had some friends who were like into Machine Gun Kelly, and I was like, he he's attractive, but I, I would he could have no, he could have gone to which they did leave. Like, where what happened to them? I don't think they made it. I don't. That would have been funny. Oh, him and the uh, the cop. Yeah, somebody thinking if y'all can't see, yeah, he know. was painting her walls. Uh, mm-hmm. In that closet, and I was like, "Oh, see, I knew they was gonna fuck." True. True, but you know, he's tall, and you know, sometimes tall thin people are gifted. So yeah, he. Oh, yeah, he had a big dick. <laughs> tall, that's why she got up and left. So you know, I um, I almost understand. I didn't like that we had to lose all the black folks. Um, I did like the fact that, oh boy, was he was the one. He was the nerd. He knew all of the stuff, and I like. Well, he knew all the stuff mythically, and I liked that, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Where were well, all the black women? Well, you know, that was a good question. Where were the black women? Because that would have been nice if we had a black woman in that too. And somebody made the joke. They was like, well, bitch, we had, well, didn't the black woman restart the race in the city of men? I was like, you know what? Children of men. <laughs> I was like, so, I was like, I'm like, you try to put all of the uplifting movies together. They said, think about it. We've already done everything. And they said in the stand, we were the ones who led it. The black woman led everybody to freedom. I was like, no, you didn't. How about that, the older woman? Because she's a black woman. She was the God figure, the good figure. I was like, okay, I can give you that. And it was like, and also, didn't the black woman start restart humanity and children of men? I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, shut up. But we could have had a black woman in there. Um, Gary, now this is funny, and I, I secretly admitted it, but I, everybody's trying to talk about their attraction to Gary. G- Gary is... He's actually an attractive man. And I posted a picture of Gary uh, until I found out who Gary and who Gary is. So if y'all ever saw the movie Hannah. Oh yeah, with the uh the little kid. Yeah. He was the evil blonde man in in Hannah. That's Gary. I still haven't seen that. Wasn't um the Hannah was supposed to be like an assassin or something. Yeah, she was. She was uh, a young girl raised to be like the ultimate weapon, and she escaped. It's a good movie. I haven't. Seen, they're making it a series now. But if y'all haven't seen Hannah, it's a good movie. Eric Bana. It has um, what's her name? Who was Hella? Um, she's a villain in this movie too. <laughs> she's a southern villain. Um, but it was a good movie. But Gary was the bad man in that one. He was a killer in that one. Um, he had blonde hair. He looked he looked evil in that one. He's also was evil in I think well, the Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, why is this character? Why is this man playing nothing but evil characters? But Gary Gary looks like somebody that I have that I know. <laughs> so you was about to let that slip. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like, that's funny what you look like. I asked him. I said, you know, you look like Gary. And he was like, I do look like him. Actually, mm. my friend got stopped somewhere because he was somewhere and someone asked him was he gary he was like no he was like it was your fault that everybody died and so yeah and so um he looked at he's like oh i kind of look like him because my friend he doesn't he has they have the same facial feature and and eyes uh, but he doesn't have a beard but he was like oh i kind of look like that but he's not as gray as gary but he was like oh i kind of look like that 
Um, but yeah, it was it's very interesting. But you know, I did like Bird Box. It was a fun movie. It, yeah, it was predictable in places, but it was interesting. Like I've watched it twice. Like it's one of those movies that you can play in the background, and mm-hmm. and, and or you just if it came on on regular TV, you actually sit down and watch it. But yeah, it was right. a fun movie. Yeah, I would like to know what the actual things that people saw, what was that supposed to represent? If everything was supposed to be about loneliness, depression, and all of that. What was it? Was that supposed to be, yeah, what is that supposed to represent? I don't know if the book gets into that, Um, but but people are saying that Gary, since Gary could see him, he drew them. And I was like, yeah, he did draw them because he was drawing them for what he saw. and that's a trope too, um, that people who are, you know, or ones who are maybe have like a mental disability, what have you, they can see, because that's been done like in Buffy, um, when her sister Dawn is a human key. Um, and basically what Dawn really was, was a swirling green, was swirling green light. And people who were, you know, criminally criminally insane or whatever they could see her for what she was so that's why i was thinking okay i've seen that before but gary was drawing them so they said what what we those sketches that gary was drawing was what they supposedly looked like Uh i was like okay all right okay but then made me wonder like would i have been the one to like go crazy if i saw them or would i be the one that would try to convince everybody else to see like i've been sitting there thinking like if that was happening, would I be that person like, see it? Or would I be like, okay, if I saw it, you know, I will see, you know, my greatest fear or pain or whatever. Like, I don't know if you thought about like, who would you be? I don't know. I would probably be the one that just got into the car and just burned to death. <laughs> to be completely honest. Be like, oh, child, let me sit down. <laughs> you know, what were this guy? I was like, okay, this is no joke. I was thinking, if that happened to me, where I want to be locked up at first? That had to be something I'd think about. Like, where are we going to be locked up at? I guess, yeah, a mall would be perfect. Uh, a mall? Oh. There's too many uh, ways well, yeah. in and out. Yeah, that's true. You have to be somewhere where a nice house, but you got to be close to a damn store because you have to walk. I guess you have to like, have a rope <laughs> tied to like have to walk to the store, make sure I get to the store, make sure we have enough food, we eat a lot of crackers. Or, you, I mean, if you want to be in the mall, you can go into a Sears because nobody's going to go to that. No, because you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I guess I'm looking at the mall because Donna did when they were in the mall. But it was more of like, wow, you have, that's, that would be hard because you cannot, you, have, you can look in the house. All the windows have to be covered up. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out where everything is. So I, uh, I'm looking in my neighborhood. Well, there's a liquor store up the street, so I guess that's where we're at. <laughs> I know it's straight. That's all I can say. I just walk and just walk straight. That's all I can do. But I have to worry about the ones who are out there crazy enough to try to make me see something. So you have to worry about them too. <laughs> Lord, that that's a hard scenario. Robot Box is good. Go see it. Well, if you got Netflix, see it. Let's see, what else do we have? Um, let's, let's, go the, let's go into your video game piece because that whole character thing made a big splash about being gay and everybody was losing their minds. 
Okay, yeah, well, let's go there. Okay, so you all know that I'm a big Overwatch player. And Blizzard, uh, typically they'll go into some uh, character's background and whatnot, either if it's through a video or some other sort of uh, thing. So they released a story, like a, uh, a PDF story about Anna. And Anna is Farah's mother, and she's a support character. And she, uh, the, the story was called Beset or Bastet. And it's, uh, Bastet is Egyptian for, uh, it's an Egyptian goddess that was goddess of pregnancy and childbirth. And in it, uh, she and Soldier 76 reminisce about battles. You know, basically, it's just like a, a remember the time type of thing but between them. Like, you remember this happened and that happened. Uh, so in it, uh, Anna, there's a, uh, a, graph, a graphic that shows Anna looking at a picture, and it's Soldier and this other guy. His name was Vincent. So basically, Vin, uh, Soldier had a relationship with this guy named Vincent. And she mentioned, hold on, give me just a second, that... Uh, she mentioned that um, that uh, she's like, do you miss him? And she's like, uh, Soldier was like, yeah, um, I couldn't give him the relationship that he wanted. And so Vincent went off to actually get married. Now, they don't say if it's to a man or a woman, but he just, the relationship between Soldier and Vincent didn't uh, come out. Now, uh, this is the first time we've seen something very personal like this. And this is the second character that has been announced as gay, the first being Tracer. And she was a, um, there was a, I think a, uh, a little story with her girlfriend. Uh, now I'll go back to the story. Um, Anna says to uh, Soldier, you said, you, you still haven't seen him in a while. Um, and you still keeping a candle lit for him. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nothing like that. And she says, she goes on to say, you've never looked in on him. You must have been curious. All the surveillance power in the world. I bet Gabe uh, would have put a black watch agent on him if you asked. Uh, and, you know, he, they laughed. Uh, and she's like, oh, touchy subject. And Soldier says, Vincent deserved a happier life than the one I could give him. Uh, we both knew that I could never put anything above my duty. Everything I fought for was to protect people like him. That's the sacrifice I made. Hmm. And then Anna says, relationships don't work out well for us, do they? And as she says that, she's uh, running her thumb over her wedding, where her w- wedding ring used to be. And I was like, that was very touching. And I'm glad that Blizzard announced a. A, another gay character because visibility like we've said repeatedly on the show is so important mm-hmm. and especially a character like soldier because he's this rough and tough type of guy with this burly voice so to say that he is gay which was announced by one of the writers uh, michael chu he's like thank you for all the messages he said this on twitter thank you all the messages about uh Bastet. jack and vincent were in a romantic relationship years ago and both identified as gay so it's confirmed by Blizzard and their writers that we have two gay characters in the uh, the game. Now, some people were 
complaining that, oh, this is just another breadcrumb and people were mad that other people were happy about this. And I'm like, I can understand where they're coming from, but also why shit on other people's happiness? You know, if they're excited that Soldier is gay, let them be excited about it. And also having, saying that you're happy, having a gay character is good. Let's also, we can talk about the excitement of having another gay character. And we can also talk about the fact that Blizzard still does not have a black playable character. Orisa doesn't count because she's a robot, even though she's voiced by a black kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you also have to, I saw this and it made perfect sense. Even though we don't have a, a black character, we also have to make mindful that, you know, somber, she is a Hispanic character. Uh, Symmetra, she's Indian descent. So even though we don't have representation as far as a black female character, we also can't negate that the little black, the little Latina girls or Indian girls won't look up to the other characters in the game. You know, because some people wanted to just throw the whole game away. I'm like, well, that's not fair to them. So I'm excited. I, I, I found it very refreshing to see how they announced it yeah and it was kind of it was very sad you know you know i couldn't give him the relationship he wanted and i was like oh come on come on drama mm. so yeah that's the uh the overwatch news it was, i mean that is kind of sad I, that's sad because i saw that picture and then you know, i was like lord and people was like talking then it brought up people's feelings about bucky and cap and i was like, all right <laughs> taking it through but no, it's exciting. It's exciting to see that uh, they're going there, and I hope more video games go there. But yes, we do need to have more black characters out there and visible. And 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 hey, just start making more queer characters of color too, so y'all can do this all in these video games because that's what fantasy. So yes, just do it all, um, and just go from there. Because I'm, I'm people will complain, but they'll still be out there playing it. So right. Um, let's see, still on happier, happier news, um, we're going to see a documentary of Black characters in horror films, um, horror noir, it's going to be coming on Shudder, and it is going to be amazing because, um, you know, people that we know have been a part of it, Grady Our Sisters were was a part of that production team and was writing on that as well. Um, this is based off a book um, that came out some time ago uh, by Dr. Robin R. Coleman. Um, and it's a very critical look at, you know, how we have been very, 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 you know, involved with horror, um, how we are not always seen, but just talking about, you know, the history of Black people within horror. And it's going to go through all different things. They got Jordan Peele part of this. They got um, Terry. Tony Todd. Y'all know about Tony Todd. Y'all need to go. Uh, that man is still scary. And just a very talented actor, too. Like, don't leave me in a room with that man because <laughs> I will flip the fuck out. I'm, I'm serious. Really? This, this yes. Can a man do, scare you like that? Yes, it scared me like that. And I don't, 
I refuse to watch the rest of that movie. Like, I can't watch that movie now because <laughs> it scared me that much. Whoa. And granted, when I look back and I'm like, wasn't he just a, a black man running after some white woman? <laughs> True, but he, his voice, the way he did that, because his voice is deep. Like, it's that type of voice that you hear in the dark. It's like, Lord, you just like, just gonna fall right. You just gonna fall out and start crying already because you know, like you just gonna come in. Just... Right, I'm busting down a window, a, a wall, something. Yeah, but yeah, it is coming out. It's gonna have a lot of people involved with it. Um, they're gonna talk about things like from Bones, Tales of the Hood, um, a lot of books that's been written over the past. Of course, Get Out, um, and it's gonna be something that we we need to see. And um, when it comes to Black Heart. Anyway, it's interesting because we have a lot of things that we could use. I mean, of course, I, the things that we have drama, dr- drama, and I'm, I'm never saying it right, but our issues with, you know, the, with slavery and racism and what have you, but there's a lot of folklore that we haven't really gotten into that came back from those days that would be great for her. I know something that I've written this is not a plug for me, but something I written, I, I realized that it was like, I want to use that because I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Um, and so I will, I love the fact that this is going to kind of get into some pieces about black characters, black writers, black people in horror, because it's not a lot. If you see a lot of the people producing horror and being involved with horror, it's very white. There are a few, um, you know, like James Wan and all those who have done hard. We, it's very few of them, but it's not a lot of them. And Jordan Peele has broke it out to the point that it's been nominated for Oscar. And to me, that's very telling of like, look, when we do it, we do it. Right. <laughs> and so maybe that is a key to like, hey, if we want to keep hard going, we might need to start looking elsewhere. But it's very white. And so I'm glad this is coming out. It's going to be out on Shutter. It's going to be out in February, of course. Um, and, you know, shout out to Graveyard Sister for really, you know, putting some time and energy. If y'all not following her, y'all need to, because she has a lot of great uh, information about Blacks and horror. So get into that. Um, speaking of Jordan Peele, us, you saw that trailer. I saw that trailer. I did see that trailer and I am very, when is it coming out? Like the end of March? I think so. So many possibilities or theories and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm so, I'm so fucking ready. I don't I'm I don't what I don't know what to expect and that's what I'm liking about it. I like the fact that it does look creepy. Um everybody's been talking about the song I got five on it. I hated that song. Um That song is creepy as fuck now. I can, I don't think I can listen to that song now. I like he did he made it creepy and it's gonna be like, you know, what's happening? What are these doppelgangers? Um is it something science? Is it something who knows? You know, Jordan Peele is is, is, is some, it, this is what I'm saying. The funny thing about the fact that this, he was a comedian, you know what I mean? Like he's still a comedian, but he was giving us funny things. And now he's given us some of these things that we just never could imagine. It's interesting because again, I think when you give us opportunities to do something, we will show up and do it. And I mm-hmm. feel like this is going to be amazing because I'm already like thinking of what this means. Um, 
what it would look like. Um, and so, and I'm, I'm excited for it. Lapita looks great in it. Winston looks, oh, Lord have mercy. Um, wonderful in it too. Uh, and I love the fact these are chocolate people. Um, so you're not seeing some pretty light-skinned person. You got all chocolate people in this uh, as a family. So that's mm-hmm. going to be really great to see. So I am, um, you know, I'm excited for this. I I can't wait. Um, and I know people who are going to the, the I think, Sundance or whatever, they're going to get to see it um, beforehand. Or it's just going to be the Southwest by Southwest, or whatever that is. They're going to see it. But I'm excited. Um, and hopefully I can get a screening <laughs> so I can see it early. Right. I'll just have to wait like the regular folks. Oh, don't say regular folks. It's just L.A. Here in L.A., anybody can see stuff early. Um, you just got to be at the right place at the right time, but you have to, but you can see it early. Um, let's see. Well, I guess we need to go ahead and just get into kind of the trash. Oh, so Venom 2 is trash? Huh? I said Venom 2 is trash. Um, Venom 1 is trash. So <laughs> y'all hate watch that into a sequel. Um, so that's going to be coming out. It's supposed I, to be coming out like 2020. I guess. I, I feel like Venom is the movie that people who go see Fast and Furious will go and see. Ooh. So... Yeah. Apple to read. Or people who go see rock movies. The rock movies are the ones who go see these movies. So it's and that is that that is shade because I feel like I mean no shade the rock, but his movies are made for people who who just Okay, now I saw San Andreas. So what does that say about me? <laughs> I did not see I would not have seen that. And I was not trying to see. <laughs> um, now see, I like disaster movies, though. You okay, know I like okay that's different. You like disaster movies. But I feel like all his movies, they make money. And I know he knows they make money. But I also know he, I know he knows this is a business. So I know he knows that he's probably like, these movies, but they make money. And I'm not going to shade him for that. I just feel like that if I'm going to pay $16, his movies are not going to be the movies that I'm paying $16 for. So I, you know, power to him. I am happy for him. He is an action person, but you're not going to see me out there going to see Skyscraper. And you're not going to see me. I thought Skyscraper was supposed to be like a remake of Towering Inferno. No. I don't think it was. I think it was kind of in that vein of Die Hard. If anything. Oh, oh, okay, girl. Like, so that's why I'm just like, like no. retire. So you know, I'm just like, no, I, you know, I'm good. Um, and so Venom Two, it can be out there. I think it's not gonna be the hit that they hope it will be. I could be totally wrong, but I think this is gonna be like, oh, we well, we tried it, and well, it's gonna be like how Charlie Angels Two was. Like Charlie Angels One was great, and we were like excited. Charlie Angels Two came out, we were like, okay, well. Oh, that was a thing? I don't remember. Yeah, it was cute to a degree. There were some parts that was cute. Um, Demi Moore with that long hair and those and those wide leg trousers was cute in one scene. But I'm just saying that th- it's not going to be that type of thing. So I guess Venom 2. And I guess, you know, Kevin over at Marvel, like, I guess y'all could do this. <laughs> I guess that's what he's saying. I right. This. We get a cut, so I guess. <laughs> but it's going to be like, well, we don't, 
they're not invited to the real family outings, but they can come to the the one we do at Costco. Um, so it's gonna be what it is. But um, the Golden Globes happen, and just gonna cut to the chase. They made two big mistakes. One, they gave best movie to the Green Book. And then I guess what well, I guess it was the best movie, best musical was the Green Book. And then the other best movie. Uh, When a Green Book won, like, the pan to all the people, the white people, and then the black people. Yeah. I was like, oh, they mad. And I'm like, I wouldn't... (sighs) That whole thing is a mess. It is a mess. It's a mess because um, the fact that it was written more from the white guy's family perspective you know, which they try to read. I think it was more of a redeeming him. Um, really didn't really get into the Don Shirley family or his issues. Really didn't get into his sexuality as well. Let's talk about that. Um, it was just more of a feel good for the white man and feel good for the white liberals. But it was not something that was blessed by the family. So I feel like if this movie was not blessed by the family, why are we really doing this? Then mm-hmm. the fact that the damn writer was pretty much taunting Trump's lies about Muslims cheering um, in New Jersey. And I'm like, okay, you just really, really just screwing up. And, you know, when he gave his little speech at the, at the Golden Globes, it was like, girl, we're not even paying attention to you. It was funny when they turned to Henry Winkler the way he was looking at him. Right. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, you, this is not, no, no. And then Bohemian Rhapsody, which was interesting because that was not a good movie, but that beat out Black Panther, that beat out Song is, I mean, A Star is Born. I was like, really? That movie? Um, another movie that kind of negated sexuality of, didn't really talk about um, the AIDS situation. Like, they were at Live Aid, for God's sake. That was one of their biggest performances. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. All right. Well, now some good news. Uh, Regina King won for If Beale Street Could Talk. I still yeah. have yet to see uh, that. Yeah, that is true. And, um, okay, I'm, I haven't seen it either. But we're going, we're going to see that. That's going to be alleviated next week. Um, um, <laughs> and uh, that was Sandra good. Oh, one, two. Yeah, and that was good for her to win, too. I'm still trying to figure out why everybody see about Annie Sandberg because they people keep talking about how he's so hot. Hot and fine. I didn't know he was forty, but I mean, he's that type. He was the the dude that was hosting with Sandra, right? Yeah, he's that type of white dude. He's dorky. Um, he like grows on you like a rash. Yeah, he will high five you after y'all have sex. That's the yeah, or like <laughs> I hate that she said. I said uh, that's happened to me, so that's why I'm like, okay. Wait a minute. Back it up. <laughs> Somebody high-fived you after sex? Yeah. I would have to punch him dead in his face for that. Like, boy, if you don't get the fuck. Well, no, I I co-signed on it because I, I was amazing. And so, therefore, I made his day. So, therefore, of course, yeah, you should high-five me because I just... Something happened that never happened to you before. And of course, it, it was me. So I I, I, I better I, pat that pastry. But I won't co-sign on any more of those. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that's happened. 
But anyway, oh, wow. that's what he looks like. He looks like that type of guy. I mean, he's, he has a cute quality, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be out here screaming for it. But, You're right. But hey, it was what it was. But um, yeah, the Golden Globes, it happened. Um, Shout out to uh, Matthew Rodriguez yeah. being there. I saw the, those pictures, boo. Yeah, he was there. Uh, and, you know, that that is neat to be there. I heard that, you know, as I, Tyler Perry mentioned that everybody must be drunk. It seemed like everybody was, you know, out there having a great time and kind of lit. Um, there was other people I was following on Instagram who were lit. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. yeah that should would. I would have too. And ain't that uh, liquor free and it's top shelf? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That's funny because that's, you know, big events like the place that i work they do stuff where alcohol is free you have to be careful with that because you can find yourself just and i make it up things and when i'm at any function it's a two drink minimum for my for me um i'm like i like to be aware of what i'm saying and doing so if i was going to the golden globes i would be i probably would have like one drink and that is it i want to be aware I don't want to be caught up or seen. I look like I'm about to pass out. You know, I want to be together. Because Kristen Bell got up on stage. I think he was drunk. Um, I mean, well, typical white guy. Jeff Bridges got on stage and was probably, he was high because he was just talking. Now, see, I didn't watch any of it because I'm like, ugh, nobody... Pose didn't win. Billy Porter didn't win, and I think that was yeah. That was kind of, they look great though. Uh, Did you all, see that video of uh, Dominique Jackson? Yeah. <sighs> oh, she's just so fucking gorgeous. She should just won just because she was there, but that's okay. I, I'll say next year. Next year, you know, the hype was there, and we all know the hype is real. So they, the talent is real. All of it is real. So we will be ready for that anyway. But, you know, they should have got their corn. I mean, their roses. But we're going to kind of jump away. We'll just, we're not going to spend a lot of time with Kevin Hart, but, but. Right, because. Most of the last breath of 2018 just being an ass. Um, basically for everybody, he, you all know the story. He, stuff was brought up about what he said 10 years ago on Twitter. Um, also issues about, you know, they didn't want the son to be gay, all that stuff like that. Um, confronted about it, and then, you know, stepped out from the Oscars. What was interesting was seeing Ellen, um, you know, the queer witch of the, of the North, kind of jump in and give him a platform to talk about his issue, which I felt wasn't her place to do, but she did it anyway. Um, and then I was a little disheartened by the fact she was calling people haters for calling him out on these issues. And I was like, well, Ellen, do you understand that this is not really about white gays? This is Kevin Hart. He is a black man. He has black kids. This is right, so why would Why would you put yourself in a position to grant anybody that kind of power? It was very white woman. Yeah, it really was. And not understanding that our issues with well, sexuality is way different than white kids. As I was saying to some people, we don't get to have the after-school specials. We don't have the feel-good movies like Love Sign and all that to kind of make it easier for us. 
we have never really had those opportunities the same as white kids. So when we deal with coming out or dealing with our sexuality, it is always, it is, I won't say always, but it's, it is never a, 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 a clear path. And so when you, when, even though it was a joke, he says about breaking a dollhouse over his kid's head, there are many of us who have endured some type of abuse, whether it's verbal or physical when it, when it comes to sexuality. I've shared on here before, when I was coming up, I was told that I had a demon in me. I was told that friends of mine in college was told that if they hung around me, that demon will, you know, the homosexual demon will corrupt them. You know, I was told at one point um, in high school, I couldn't visit one of my friends because his aunt didn't want me in her house because of my sexuality. She didn't want that near her kids. So these are things that we do endure and grow up with. And there's a lot of pain with that. Um, and so to have somebody at Kevin Hart's level to say those things, yes, it's going to hit us hard because again, it's a black man talking about his black kids. So that's why we were pissed. That's why we did not appreciate the way he was acting and being an asshole about the apology. And now he doesn't want to be an ally. I'm like, well, bitch, we didn't, we didn't ask you to be. We never gave right. you an application. We didn't require you. You can. He say said that he. Ap- he said he apologized for those tweets back from 2010. I didn't see that kind of apology. And then this, um, this whole non-apology tour that he's going on. Like, what the fuck? It would be one thing to say, and I think we've talked. I think I've talked about it when I was streaming uh, one day that. You could apologize and say that wasn't, I didn't mean, or I'm sorry, basically. I'm sorry for that I said these things. I was in a different place or something. Like, get your PR to do this. That's what the fuck they there for anyway. And it just seems like none of these celebrities' PRs knows what they're doing or if they even have any. It's like, so you just going to say anything to anybody and then potentially fuck up a bag because he, the Oscars told him just apologize and you still got the job. And it feels like he, his ego is getting in the way of moving forward. And so I'm very, I'm more pissed off that he's going on this whole tour saying that I'm sorry, I'm tired of talking about it. Well, if you're tired of talking about it, why are you doing this Def Comedy Jam-ass tour on all of these uh, shows? It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And I'm, frankly, I wish his little short ass would go sit down somewhere. Because <laughs> truth be told, he wasn't really that funny. And also, you're only doing this whole... It feels like he's almost tap dancing for white people now. And I've always felt that way about him, especially when he got big. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever. I, I just don't really, I just, you know, I really don't care if he doesn't do this or that or anything else. And yes, you know, well, I guess what pissed me off also is Ellen was like, I called the Oscars. I'm like, that's not, uh, it was her exerting her privilege, her power. 
um, let me save this Negro today. That's what it felt like to me. Like, right. let me save this Negro today. And, you know, I, I enjoy Ellen. I love Ellen. I just feel like this was not your place today. It was not your place today. And I hope that people talk to her about that because I was like, yeah, what you did was, that was out of place and that was out of pocket. Because I'm like, that's not you. You don't speak for the gays. Yes, you are in the court of gays, but you're not, you're not, you're not that person. So let's not do that. Um, and don't be calling them up, asking like, take him back. Like that's, that's not really what this is about. This is about him be, just basically holding him, just be accountable for your actions, please, Lord, please. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, I, I just, I just need y'all straight niggas to stop caping for somebody. Actually, I just want y'all to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because what you have to say doesn't really matter in this instance. True. Just, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, this is true. And it's also the same niggas like protecting and going up for Kevin Hart are the same niggas still protecting and going up for R. Kelly. Saying, oh, these girls knew what they were doing. Oh, she didn't look uh, 16 or 14 or whatever the fuck. Still stepping in the name of love. Still bumping and grinding. Still wishing they could fly. Like, stop it. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah, Omar Kelly, it's, 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 that's enough. That's enough. This man is, is wicked. It's dark. He has done some horrific things for y'all. And, you know, I I understand that people are like, you know, they're trying to go after the Black man. I I understand where y'all have those feelings. So that, that's been around for many years, and that's how people felt when OJ was going down. The issue is that there is proof of this. This is what's happening. It's not these young girls' fault. Again, this is a grown-ass man who was doing this. Yes. You can always ask the question, where are the parents, what was happening, why they do this, why they do it. You can ask these questions, but the reality is this was a grown man who was initiating all these things. To a lot of young people, they're not going to know any better. I mean, no offense. How many of us, I even hate to say it like this, but, you know, when we were young, we was, was who knows what we would have done if we would have get, was given the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, if some somebody older that we already had some infatuation with would have given us opportunities, we probably would have been doing them and not realizing what we were doing. But the fact would be like, that was still a grown person who was facilitating all of this. You know what I mean? So that's like, that's not look at it from that perspective of, you know, like why these fast ass girls? Like, no, that's not, that's not, no, this was a grown man who was doing this, who was putting this game on these kids, who was doing these things, holding them hostage, doing these horrible sex acts. I mean, why are we trying to defend that? For some music, it's not that deep. There's plenty of other music out there. And no shade, but a lot of his songs, I was thinking about this other day. I have never bought an R. Kelly song. So I'm like, I I have bought his influence. Like, uh-huh. I remember J.S. J.S. had the ice cream song. I like that. I Well, I didn't buy it. Hold on. He did that song? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> JS ice cream song and I liked it because I had it. I I used I, uh, I didn't buy it but I illegally downloaded the song. Like, Come on, Lime Wire. <laughs> yeah, I did I had that song. 
Um, I did like Nadiva's laundromat. I and I let that go. I did like Be Careful from Sparkle when that came out back then. I let that go. Um, I did not like Changing Game, but I did like Changing Faces. That was the name of the group. But I did yeah. like some of their songs. I let that go. It's, and he has a lot of hands and a lot of different things. I totally get that. He did one of Janet Jackson's remixes for Anytime, Anyplace. Um, but that was like, I have to let this go because that's his hands and stuff. Um, do I expect everybody to come out and say something against him? They do what they need to do, I, but I, I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm coming out, you know, against him. I only can worry about me. I know people have been up in arms about who's going to say this, who's going to say that. And I'm like, y'all, okay, well, just worry about what you, where you at this point. <laughs> like, that, let these people do how they're going to do it. Um, the assumptions that are made about so many things with this is kind of going all over the place. But I would just say that at the end of the day, R. Kelly is trash. We know that. And let's just, let's just call him trash. I'm glad that he's, uh, as it's been reported, he's having these issues, um, you know, uh, panic attacks. I'm glad he's having panic attacks. They now, have, they now have permission to go into that warehouse. If you saw the uh, surviving R. Kelly when the parents were trying to get into that studio or wherever he's been holding these women at, they do have permission to get into there now i guess they because said, of a zoning issue yeah. like if it's gonna take like a zoning issue to bring down r kelly then so fucking be it yeah so get him i don't care get him get him up out of here he's just let him go yeah and fuck the people like the uh tour managers, the people that they just uh, talked to on that documentary, um, especially his brother, especially the one that was in jail. I'm like, can somebody shank him, please? <laughs> was, no tooth having nigga. Oh, he was, he yeah. just got on my goddamn nerves. Ugh. Just trash. All of them. So yeah, that that was it. And then, you know, and as we close the trash, Logan Paul, you can go to hell. We don't need you to be gay for a month. We don't need you to be around. You can go. You can go to hell today. We'll help pay for it. I don't. You trying to be relevant is really, really sad and sickening. You could have just been just a regular white man, and that would have been enough. That's gotten you this far. But your stupidity is is causing you to get your to get your bag and you know in jeopardy, and and that's just, that's on you. But let's not try this whole as be gay for a month because bitch, you're not ready to be gay for a month. You're not ready for that. So let's not try to do that. That's not even try to talk about that. You just stay out of our lives and our business. Why don't you just retire? Why don't you go to school? Like why don't you do that? He's like, well, like, on twenty four, whatever you are. Like why don't you go do something else? You got millions. A bunch of foolish folks following you, which I'm still trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how you even got famous because everything that you do was done by jackass already. So I'm like, you're not really doing anything original. You're not really cute. So I don't really see that cute factor going on for you. I, I don't. You can just go to hell. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and this is, 
you know, I said this earlier when we were talking about politics. I just realized it's going to get ugly. This is going to be the year of ugly stuff when it comes to that. So we got to get ready for that. I just thought about that as we speak. Oh, man. I don't, I don't mean to bring it down, but it's going to be because we have like a whole bunch of people running. Um, so it's going to be something else. We already got people trying to go after Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Record, which is not, it's not clear. But then again, this is the, understand this. If you are an attorney general or lawyers, there's a lot we will never know because that's law stuff. Um, like the Mueller stuff, there's things we don't know that he knows. You're not going to know it, so let's not make assumptions, but people are already making assumptions. It's funny because I feel like the people are treating her the way they're treating Obama when he was running. So I was like, that's interesting because that's what we did with him. And like, anyway, so I'm just realizing it's going to be ugly. So hopefully we will have a lot of geeky things that will just keep us up. Right. <laughs> and exciting. Oh my God. Wow. Because you think about it, next year is wow. Next yeah. year is election. Wow. Lord, I might have to. Bitch, I was thinking about just going to Paris next year. <laughs> like, y'all wake me when it's over, when it's time to come over. And if y'all did some stupid shit, I'm just going to find me a good man over there that's uh, into polyamory and just stay over there until y'all get y'all shit right. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. Actually, I want to go to Paris anyway. That's something I was. I need to put my money on because I realized I didn't realize how cheap it is. Exactly. I just realized that yesterday when I was looking up flights. I was like, fuck, it's really not that expensive at all. It's like how much it costs to go to New York. Oh, for, for uh, Las Vegas? Oh, for you, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, sometimes it's a, it's a good $62 um, some days to go to Vegas. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's almost how much you were spending gas. But um, yeah, it's cheap to go to Paris. I was looking at it. Norwegian Air, everybody. If you're trying to go to Paris cheap, Norwegian Air. Check that out. Um, it's cheap to go. Now, that's the hotels. You got to get, well. Right. And might. which uh, neighborhood or LED smoke that you want to stay at mm-hmm. will stay in. Yeah. But the neat thing is Hotels.com, if you have points on that, that helps out there too. So keep that in mind. But yeah, I, I want to go to Paris. I've never been. So I want to go. 2019? What is today? It's 2019. 2020. <laughs> well, hell, 2019 too. Like I said, it's, um, got people already announcing they're going to run and then people are already bringing up. Their record, they did this, they did that. I'm like, girl, everybody's done something. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, come on. We can't be this naive anymore. We cannot be this naive anymore. Everybody's done something. Have you not watched Scandal? Everybody's done something. God, we've, we've all done something. So why are we acting? This is why I want us to end. Stop with this self-righteousness of, ooh, they did all this, as if we don't do worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've slashed tires, I've cheated, I've stolen stuff. I ain't perfect. And if all it ever comes out, I'll be I'll probably get on TV and tell Oprah. I'm like, Oprah, yeah, I cheated on my girlfriend back in the day, or 
I slashed somebody's tires out of jealousy. Hell, who hasn't? Like, I'll, I will reveal all that. But we need to quit acting like we don't do things. We haven't done things. But try to hold everybody else to a, a higher standard. But then right. get mad when we try to hold you to a higher standard and you try to say, well, you can't do that to me. Like, bitch, yes, we can do that to you because you try to hold everybody else to a high standard. We can hold you to a high standard. Don't you love yourself? Then we want to hold you to a high standard. So stop. let's stop doing that. Let's stop doing that. Everybody who's going to run for president is not going to have the cleanest record. Obama was one of the few, the few, but nobody's going to have a clean voting record. Nobody's going to have a clean um, hearing record. That's just what it is. We don't. <laughs> we don't. I got, we've all had tickets, deferments, so we probably didn't pay something on time. So let's, let's just stop. Shit, I got bills stacking up right now. <laughs> Well, that was just my moment. I just, I just realized that we're about to hit into that. And, you know, Twitter is a, is a den of, 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 of fuckery. <laughs> and everybody has an opinion to say, but what y'all not doing is using Google. But anyway, what I'm just saying is um, it's going to get an ugly time. But, hey, we'll be here giving y'all other things to think about and talk about. So I guess that's it for the tea. We had a lot of tea, as we said. We did. So let's go ahead, clean up this tea. And we will be right back. All right. And we are back and we have a special guest today. And I just sound so country. Um, we, we have Asia May here. And the neat thing about this, if you don't know who Asia May is, she is going to talk about astrology and our birth charts and all that other stuff. And, you know, a lot of y'all love to talk about your 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 birth charts and things online we see that a lot especially when y'all get into your signs and everything so we're gonna kind of get into it today so welcome to the show Ajame. thank you guys for having me thank you for coming so you know since it's the beginning of the year everybody wants to start off right and we figured you know learning about ourselves as far as our birth chart analysis and questions about astrology would be helpful. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with, how did you get interested in astrology? Um, honestly, I was in middle school and I found an old tarot deck, like in a bunch of my grandma's stuff and she never talked about it, but um, I was just really, really interested in it because it had all the astrolog well, astrological signs on it. Um, and I'd always been obsessed with like my own signs. I'm a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just like any t-shirt or belt buckle or anything with Scorpio on it, I always bought it. And I was always like researching what it was to be a Scorpio. But then I started realizing like, okay, maybe I need to learn about these other signs. So I started researching birth charts. And I would do all my friends' birth charts in um, middle school and all throughout high school. And that was just kind of my thing. When I met people, one of my friends would always come out the blue and be like, oh, well, do you know your birth chart? Asia can do your birth chart. It just kind of became my thing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, also, as a fellow Scorpio gang. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how is... Are, are you able to interpret sexuality uh in these birth chart readings um 
not really but because mars is the sign that controls like your conflict your aggression and your sex you can kind of get a gist of it from people mm-hmm. um i know a lot of people with like um mars and gemini and i'm kind of able to like tell when somebody has it by the way that they talk or like navigate sex i'm usually like okay like What's your Mars in? I feel like your Mars is in Gemini because I just know way too many of those. Hmm. It's interesting. It's like the ideals of sex when it comes to your Mars sign. It kind of helps you navigate people a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, w- I wanted to ask really quick, how do people feel when you are kind of reading their charts and, and how do they respond <laughs> to, you know, what you reveal to them? I've had so many people be like, okay, I need you to stop because I feel like you know too much about me now. Um, I still have, like, especially guys. Guys are usually the hardest um, when it comes to astrology because they're like, oh, I don't believe in that. And then you start reading them their birth chart and they're just like, wait, this too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't. Um, the first time I ever read my boyfriend's birth chart to him, he was just like, yeah, uh, I don't know how to feel about all this. but now he can slowly see like he'll start being like oh well i can see how i don't communicate with this person well because their mercury's in this and my mercury's in that i think it just helps people understand better after a while but the initial shock is always fun interesting so what is can you explain to our listeners like the relationship between astronomy and astrology because i know because sometimes people don't fully understand that relationship okay so from what i gather for the most part because while i love astrology i'm not too deep into astronomy and i know astronomy is more so the studying of stars and the planets in the solar system um and if you i feel like if you understand like where the planets are in the solar system and how they rotate and, you know, their cycles, then you're able to understand astrology a little better. Because I know the the thing I see the most online is people being like, oh, Mercury's in Gatorade again. Like, I don't really get that. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, understanding astronomy, you'll understand that every planet goes in the retrograde. Uh-huh. And like that affects us in different ways. Mercury is just the most popular because it's communication. Oh. So that affects you like dead on, especially anybody who has any type of Gemini or Virgo in their chart. It doesn't matter what Mercury is in retrograde in, it is going to affect you in some kind of way. Hmm. That makes sense. I did not know Mercury was uh, in charge of communication. That's. Oh, yeah. It's communication, travel, um, you know, that's why people are always like, Mercury retrograde isn't horrible, but it's definitely a time for like, for you to back up stuff and for you to like sit back and reflect more so than like having serious conversations or signing serious documents, because it's always going to be something that you look over during that time. Uh-huh. So, I just oh, see wow. it as like the universe giving us a little chill period, like four times a year. Right, like chill the fuck out, and yeah, you know, just like don't talk for a little bit. Yeah. Oh gosh, some some people do need a mute button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Retrograde will do it to you, whether you like it or not. Uh, okay. 
Uh, so how much of a person's personality is influenced by their uh, birth chart? Honestly, without them knowing, I'd say about like 40%. Because I don't think people understand that like when it comes to astrology, like, yes, this is the makeup of you, but you've also had to live a life and mm -hmm. be around people and, you know, you were raised by people. So a lot of that has to do with how you are but i'd say about 40 percent of of your personality comes from your birth chart and once you really realize it and you're able to tap into those places and like fully grow into who you are then it becomes maybe about like 60 70 percent oh wow yeah so that's <laughs> yeah, um, i don't know i want to almost yeah that's kind of scary because you don't want to be like, oh my god, that is really mean. But I guess it's it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it creeps up on you. So I I have one one more question. How scientific is this? Well, uh, let me rephrase that. How much of a birth chart analysis is based in science? Hmm. Well, considering that you have to calculate like where the stars were um, and where the planets were at a specific time and date, that's probably the most scientific that it comes down to. Um, but there's definitely a lot of science surrounding astrology and the study of it. I'd say it's more psychology than anything else. Okay, I can see that. I can see that analysis. Because it's that understanding of people. Right, exactly. And sometimes people are some of the most complex creatures. Well, they are the comp most complex creatures yeah. as far as understanding. And I definitely, yeah, about, I'd say about like 50% of it, honestly. Hmm. Oh, all right. Victor, do you have any questions before we actually do this on-air birth chart? No, I am, I am ready to just hear it all. So I am just ready. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, to be honest. Don't be nervous. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes like when you know something, but you don't want to hear it yeah. out loud. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. That's what I'm nervous about. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> Victor, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, you go first because you're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Asia, let me have everything. Okay. Um, and this is Nick first, right? Yes. Okay. So in astrology, for the most part, people focus on their sun sign. We know that you're a Scorpio. Um, but then you also have what I like to call um, true Scorpios. And those are people who have more than one Scorpio placement in their chart, um, at least three. By the looks of your chart, you have five. Oh, wow. Damn. So you're like me. You're, Scorpio. you're a true Scorpio. Um, let's see. You have a Scorpio sun, a Scorpio rising, Scorpio Mercury, Venus, and Pluto. Now, your Pluto, your Neptune, your Uranus, they're all um, generational places. So everyone who was born within your generation will have the same um uranus neptune and pluto they just won't be the same degree 
Now, is that for both like my mom and dad's side or is it specific to? So it's more, it's specific to like your generation. So like, oh, okay. Who you were in school with, like, oh, you know, okay. Um, of those placements. Okay. I, mean, I guess I'll, I'll start from the top because it probably makes it easier. Um, and I'll send you guys these too. <laughs> so <you> okay. <laughs> but your rising is in Scorpio. Um, and from what it says, you tend to be quiet, reserved, and secretive, and at times quite difficult to understand. Others notice your deep emotion and feelings and wonder how to draw you out. Stubborn and tough, you fight for any position you believe in. You're very resourceful and formative when you become angered or upset about something. You enjoy living life at the cutting edge or for life, life for you must be experienced intensely and totally. Quite courageous, you're willing to take calculated risks. Easily hurt by others, you often strike back with bitter sarcasm. Sensitive and curious, you're concerned with the deeper mysteries of human psychology. Once you've become interested in any subject, you pursue it with total fantasism. Oh, well, that's very true, yes. <laughs> that, is, that is me to a T, I mean. But that's your rising. Your rising is the you that people see when they first meet you. So it's basically, the I like to tell people, it's like the vibe you give off. Okay. Which is good. I like for people's rising sign to be the same as their sun sign because that means that who people see with you from the jump is who you really are. Right. And of course, your sun is in Scorpio. Your moon, which is interesting, your moon is in Aquarius. Really? Yes. And your moon is like how you process emotions, like how you deal with your emotions. And for that one, it says very freedom oriented you must always be able to do what you wish no matter what you become stubborn when others try to force you into a mold you're a true democrat you're not a follower but you enjoy being around those who are like-minded you appreciate emotional self-control you practice it yourself and you look for it in others you resolve problems including emotional ones with your brains and intellect not your feelings try to be tolerant of those who have powerful and obvious emotional responses not everyone is objective, cool, dispassionate, and as detached as you are. Hmm, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that can be a bit of a clash being a Scorpio because we're very, very emotional people. Oh my God, yes, we are. <laughs> but we're like emotional on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't want you to see my emotions unless I really like you. And then I don't want you to see my emotions so you can use them against me. Whew. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Believe me, I got those problems. I feel you. <laughs> but your moon in Aquarius kind of helps you balance that out. It's like, while Scorpios, our first thought is like, all right, you have wronged me. Time to end you. The Aquarius in you will help you process those feelings and be like, okay, like, let me chill. Let me make sure I'm not the one being crazy. And if I am the one being crazy, then we can go from there. <laughs> But it's so good getting revenge as a Scorpio. It is so, I, I know it is terrible to say, but it is so good getting revenge. Oh, God. It's something that I struggle with constantly. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it. It is a hike. <laughs> but that also makes sense because, again, your Mercury is in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And Mercury is how you communicate with people. So if you've ever had somebody who's like, oh, you're way too intense for me, or 
oh, the way you communicate is too brash. Nine times out of 10, they're an earth sign or an air sign. I guarantee it. Uh-huh. Now, see, I haven't had anybody necessarily say that I'm too intense, but I have felt like they are, I guess the word would be intimidated mm-hmm. by my, I, I guess, um, I don't know. They would be a, a little bit intimidated by me, and I don't know how I would give that off. It's probably honestly because like are you're do you tend to be very honest with people yes like regardless of the situation you're like you know i'm gonna be honest with you mm-hmm. that's that scorpio mercury it doesn't the scorpio mercury doesn't know how to sugarcoat or rather it can sugarcoat but it chooses not to for the most part and that's a, I don't understand why people sugarcoat stuff because I would rather have it raw and, you know, just tell me up front rather than, you know, do this whole song and dance. Exactly. Let's see. It actually says you're a born investigator. You're fascinated by secrets and mysteries and unanswered questions of any kind. When you become upset or angry, your emotional reactions are overpowering. Reason and logic disappear in an uncontrollable, passionate outburst. You tend to keep your thoughts secret and bottled up, and this makes others regard you with suspicion. It's not that you're trying to purposely be evasive. It's that you would rather not deal with the explosions and hassles that often occur when you reveal your true feelings and opinions. Your sense of humor tends towards sarcasm and irony. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is very true. (laughs) And not a lot of people know how to deal with that, especially like people who are like we're sensitive as Scorpios and especially with Scorpio Mercury's we're sensitive, but we're able to hide it with sarcasm. Some people mm-hmm. don't have to do that. And I feel like sometimes when like when I'm joking with people, like it will go over their head and I'm like, I just wasted a joke on you and now I'm upset with you because you didn't get the joke. <laughs> it's just so it seems unrational, but when you spell it out, it's rational. The struggle. <laughs> now, what really is, because like I said, I have five Scorpio placements, but the one I always say is like, I'm very grateful that I don't have a Venus in Scorpio. And you have a Venus in Scorpio. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. because venus and scorpio is probably the most intense venus sign to have um a lot of people when they think of like scorpios and love they're like oh you know they're psychotic and they'll key your car and they'll get revenge blah blah it's not just a scorpio sun it's that scorpio venus because that is a love unmatched it's Hmm. like that's where the deepness comes from with with that right like what like my my mom has a scorpio venus and when she's in she's in and when she's done she's done yeah it's like there's no middle ground i don't know if i would key somebody's car but i would (laughs) but i have well i I won't say that i I won't but (laughs) Yeah, I, I could see where deep feelings can come from. And yeah, I, I can see that. 
It says, your feelings about others are deep, powerful, intense, and complex. When you like someone, you do so totally and obsessively. And if you don't like someone, they don't exist. Your faithfulness and loyalty to your lover is unquestioned, indeed at times too much so. You get so possessive that you almost smother them. At times, your feelings are kept deep within you, and because they're so complex and intense, they frighten you. And this is the way you've tried to ignore them. But the more you try to do this, the more explosive things get when you eventually do express them. You know, it's so crazy that you say that because, you know, I've been upfront about my issues um, that have led me to therapy. And that's one of the main things that we've talked about as far as me trying to communicate things to my partner or others, you know, being more direct and not not letting my feelings go unnoticed or unmet. Oh, yeah, been there. It's, oh God, it's because I'll I'll get deep for y'all for a second. It it's hard for me to talk about my feelings or what I need from a relationship, whether it's a romantic or platonic, because I feel like oftentimes that I'm not worthy of those feelings being met or that sometimes I feel like I should be 100% to that other person and they shouldn't. It's, it's, it's a a hard thing to voice your opinion or voice your needs when you feel like you're not worthy of them. Mm. No, I totally get that. Mm. I'm still struggling with that. No, no, I I completely 100% get that. And it's it's really hard, like, trying to, to talk yourself out of that and to convince yourself that, like, I'm okay. You know, like, I'm worthy of, of expressing myself. Like, I'm worthy of feeling this way. But it's a process. It is. Oof. And it's good that you even know that, like, okay, this is something that I struggle with and I'm working through that. Yeah. Like, kudos to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I struggled with that for a long, long time. Um, and it took being in a relationship with somebody who was like, hey, your feelings are valid. You're allowed to feel these things on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Like you're allowed to feel that, and eventually I started believing. Like, okay, I'm allowed to feel that, even when you know I'm being crazy. He's like, you know what? You're allowed to feel that way. You wildin', but you're allowed to feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. I think self reflection and self analysis is one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah but we're a naturally reflective sign and we are naturally transformative. A lot of people don't, when they think of Scorpio, they think of like, you know, crazy or as most people consider us, like we are the sign of death, but Mm -hmm. we're not death in the way of physically dying. We're death in transformation. Right. Cause isn't there the, it's the snake, the eagle, and then the, the Phoenix, right. Or something. Okay. So it's actually, well, the Scorpio and the snake are inter- interchangeable, but that's like first level. And then you're like eagle and phoenix. But we are constantly transforming in this life. 
Right. And we appear to other people as mirrors for them to transform. That's why a lot of people don't like having Scorpio friends because we call them out on their BS and <laughs> we make them get it together, whether they yeah. like it or not. It's like, it's not on purpose, but you know, it's a constant death and transformation. Hmm. See, I'm, I'm just like Jean Grey, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel, I think that Scorpios have a bad rap of being this misunderstood. And I don't think we're misunderstood so much as people don't want to be, they don't want that mirror held up Mm -mm. to them. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. And once more people start admitting that they will be able to evolve and transform so freely. Mm -hmm. Just who? Oof, yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt that one in my spirit. <laughs> Let's see. And we talked about Mars's earlier. Um, well, a little bit. We touched on Mars. And your Mars happens to be in Aquarius. Um, I have no idea anything about Aquarius except water. <laughs> so, that's the funny thing about Aquarius. Every Aquarius that I've ever met has been like, yeah, I'm a water sign. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You are the water bringer. That's mm-hmm. what you do. You hold the water. Aquariuses are air signs. Oh. I'm just like, you know, it's they have this deep attachment to water. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But you're not water. <laughs> it's, it's very different. Because air signs tend to be more um, elusive and more aloof. Like they don't, they aren't really the emotional ones. However, they do get air signs for the most part. I know they'll get like, if they get angry, it's like, okay, I'm mad and now I'm over it. Mm-hmm. With your Mars sign, that that's what rules like your your conflicts. Um, it also rules sex and aggression. Yeah. And so for the most part, let's see, it says your ideas and opinions are usually inventive and original, but sometimes they're merely eccentric and offbeat. You will work hard for the attainment of group goals as long as they meet your high standards. You tend to resent traditional authority figures because you think that your ideas are better thought out and more valuable than theirs. Very idealistic, you are a rebel with a cause. Hmm. Well, yes, I do. I do feel like uh, I guess I have a penchant to go against old authority or not regard them as such. You know, the out with the old and with the new. That's interesting. I think that honestly, like that coupled with the, your generational Pluto and Scorpio, because as a generation, like we are just the the rebels. We are the generation that will break everything down so that this next generation can build everything back up. Which is why you see all these giant structures crumbling and all of this information that was once, you know, covered up being brought to life. It has 100% to do with our generation coming in the fold. Because mm-hmm. we just refuse to let, to let it be as it was. 
and your Mars and Aquarius, I feel like that gives you kind of a one up in that because you're naturally rebellious and you're naturally going to go and seek what what's different. Hmm. It's not like you're necessarily looking for like, oh, let me be weird. Let me be different. But you're naturally drawn to things that aren't traditional. You know, now that you say that, I can see that, yeah. Especially now, as far as uh, looking into sexuality Mm. and arousals, I, I see that playing out a little bit. Yeah, it's always going to be, like, whatever's a little bit off, a little bit different, is naturally going to attract you. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, your Jupiter is more so how you work with people. Um, it's like your business mind, in a sense. Um, and what you tr- like, what you navigate towards um, in a career. It also houses your luck. So, like, you've probably seen people on Twitter talk about, like, I think last year Jupiter was in Scorpio. It's still in Scorpio for a few more months. And then, like, before that, Jupiter was in Libra. And it's it's all about bringing luck to people mm-hmm. um, when your Jupiter is in that sign. It's like that's housing your luck. So you just need to figure out what area um, on your chart that that Jupiter falls into. Okay. House. Um, but your Jupiter is actually in Pisces. And it says you're at your best when you give of yourself and what have and what you have. Try to avoid being a martyr about it though. You're a true idealist, but you must learn to not be upset when life does not cooperate with the way you think things should be. Very concerned with spiritual truth and growth, when you practice what you preach, you make an excellent role model for others. You're so devoted to ventures and concerns that you tire easily. It then becomes necessary for you to go off by yourself and recharge your batteries. So basically, you're the most natural introvert. That makes complete sense. <laughs> people just wear me out. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it makes sense if you're one of those people who's like, all right, like, I'll go out with you guys this weekend and I'll see y'all next month. Um, <laughs> because I'm in new time. Yeah, I know. Uh, oftentimes, when I'm because my partner is a performs at a club, uh, like it could be packed, and I could be in my little corner with my drink alone and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to. I don't need to have a a whole crew with me at all times to have fun. Oh yeah, that's that 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 Jupiter in Pisces for one, but then all these Scorpio placements that you have. Scorpio is not uh, an area of your chart where it needs people to have a good time, or it even needs people to to charge them up. Right. If anything, we Scorpios do more reflecting on their own than talking it out with a group of people, just because it like the conversation with other people at times will influence what you're already feeling. 
And then you're like, dang, now I'm back at the drawing board because I thought I had my feelings processed. And now I got to rethink this. Mm-hmm. It can be complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and then, let's see. Everything else is generational. And I'm going to send these things to you guys um, so that you can see them. But your Saturn is the last thing that is purely you um, and not a generational item on this chart. Okay. And your Saturn is always been hard for me to explain it, but it's more so like the struggles that you're going to deal with in this lifetime um, and how you're going to have to come like overcome them. Okay. Um, but it also tells you, like, if you believe in reincarnation, in a sense, what you came into this lifetime with, that's going to help you get over that. Okay. I do believe in reincarnation. So your Saturn is in Sagittarius. And it says basically quite conservative. You respect traditional authority figures and are very thankful and supportive of the laws and institutions which govern your life. You learn to accept new ideas only after having thoroughly examined them. Ideals and abstract concepts are important to you only if they can be used in some practical fashion. You're practical and orderly, so you have natural skills in planning, administrating, and organizing. And that kind of, that's your, your conflict in this life is how you feel about authority and tradition. Like, did you... When you were growing up, did you grow up in a, like a very authoritative household? I won't say authoritative, but mom was, you didn't, if she asked you to do something, there was no asking you a second time. Because mm. I, I tend to be with people who have Saturn and Sag. Um, basically, they spend most of their life trying to break free from these molds because in childhood it was either very strict or lots of structure and they want like they they tend to chase freedom i do think that we we did have a lot of structure growing up and some I feel like it's still there just in a different way now that, you know, me and my sisters are all grown up mm-hmm. and um, this, <laughs> I'm trying to find the words here. Uh, I do feel like in some sort of way or fashion that I am still looking for that freedom. I don't know if it's from, from her, from the family or from some other point. Um, but yeah, that, that rings a little bit too much like truth. <laughs> yeah. See, you, you're, you're spending your adult years and, you know, just in this, this cycle of your Scorpio cycle, figuring out how you can break free and be as happy as possible while still holding true to some of those values. 
And if anything, it's always going to be a, a chase for balance in that. Um, I'm getting a little emotional because uh, there's always been this kind of um, like I feel like I'm always stuck and that I really can't break free. <laughs> And, like, at the end of the day, I just want to be free. That's that's that place. But it's good to know that it's there and to know that you already came into this life with the power to break it. You already, you already here with it. You just have to tap into it. <sighs> oh, damn. <laughs> things today yes we are Woo. understand that it's not something that you're searching for outside of you you're going to find the exact answer you're looking for when you go within oh damn all right <laughs> birth charts get real <laughs> they do, y'all. Oh shit! Let me get my mascara together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Woo. We get real on Mega Shane. <laughs> that is that is your birth chart. And again, like I said, I'm gonna send you the whole thing so you can read over it and um, a couple links to things that'll help you guys like understand it a little better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like afterwards, so you can do your deeper reading because everybody always says they don't want to, and then they end up doing it anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So while I uh, reapply my whole face, uh, Victor, you up now? All right, I'm ready. Hey, okay, let's see. Hmm. You have a really. I don't. <laughs> it's not imbalanced. It is definitely interesting, though. I feel like you have every element in your chart. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Like, and I, I I tend to like those types of people who aren't just, like, one sign. Because it gives them so many complexities. Mm-hmm. Um, but your son, you know, your son is an Aquarius. Yes. Um, and, again, that's that, that natural rebel, that natural free spirit. Um, and it makes sense that your other two core um, placements, your moon and your rising, are both in Sagittarius. Mm. Um, because again, Sagittarius is that that freedom placement. It's that that wild, adventurous placement. Um, and your rising, let's see, says you are known for being open, frank, outgoing, and honest. Yes. At times, <laughs> you're also blunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yes, I agree with all of that. <laughs> you're also blunt and quite indiscreet. <laughs> Others have to learn not to take everything you say personally because you usually don't mean any harm. I don't. Oh, that's funny because I always <laughs> tell people, like, I don't mean all. I used to say that, like, 
that's how I used to start some things with people. Like I don't mean any harm. I don't mean no harm, but that's how I used to start. Oh wow, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you appreciate living your life in a straightforward and simple manner. Mm-hmm. You dislike social niceties and consider them to be hindrance to real communication. <laughs> You have lots and lots of energy and tend to become quite restless if you feel confined. You demand the freedom as, oh, the freedom to do as you choose. You must be self-directed or you feel trapped and anxious. With your abundant energy, you enjoy being outdoors and you should be attracted to physical exercise or or to those forms of sport and which can help you burn off some of that excess energy. Hmm. Very gregarious. You love to socialize. Your innate enthusiasm livens up any gathering. Mhm. Oh, that's true. So you were basically born to be the life of the party. Yeah, and I, I, it's funny because I've been saying lately that I feel like I'm becoming more introverted. But I've always been extroverted. I've always been, you know, give me a microphone and I will sit there and talk and sing whatever I'll do, whatever on that thing for hours for no apparent reason. Or you give me a stage, I just go out there and just sit. And I will talk to a whole lot of people as if it's just one person. Like, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, that's that Sag in you. I've never met a Sag who was afraid of anything, to be honest, um, except for staying in one place for too long. That, that, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've moved around a lot. So yeah. uh, LA <laughs> is the longest I've stayed anywhere. Um, but then it's LA. But at the same time, it's like this is the longest I've stayed anywhere. But I'm that person who can't stay in the house for a long period of time. Eventually, I have to get out, and it doesn't have to be anything. It's just like to ride around or just to go walk around aimlessly in stores. And then after I get that feel, I'm like okay, I can go back in the house now. Oh, it's gonna... honestly that fire. You know, because Sagittarius is a is a fire sign, and I feel like Sagittariuses are literally fire. Um, you know, Leos are fire signs, but they're the sun. And Aries to me is like you know a a cute little pot boiling inside the house. <laughs> but like Sagges are like that big open flame, that bonfire. Like you need that outside oxygen to keep you going. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, like, you know, if, if it's taking a drive or, like, you know, going to sit in the park or something, you need that to to feel rejuvenated. Yeah, that's true. And it makes sense, because your moon is in Sag, too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> An idealist, you prefer the grand, the beautiful, the good, and the noble. You get very disappointed when your high expectations in life are not met. Very curious by nature, you enjoy traveling and learning about other peoples and cultures. Mm-hmm. Try to avoid your tendency to ignore the small but important details of living. You're independent and free, and you want others to be that way too. Optimistic, buoyant, and cheerful, others like to have you around. You have an incessant desire to learn as much as possible about metaphysics, religion, philosophy, and any other broad or deep subject. Your life tends to be punctuated by bursts of energy and frequent activity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And again, your moon is how you deal with your feelings. Uh-oh. And so you tend to have a very like independent um, frame of mind <laughs> <laughs> and an independent way of expressing things. And you're always wanting to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that helps you understand better. 
Yeah, because I, I can't, I'm not traditional in the sense of like understanding how certain things work. Like I have to either experience it or I have to like test it out to its utmost ability, if that makes sense, just to see if, if that works for me. Like, mm-hmm. like the funny thing is, and I've said this on the show and I've said this to people in public, like I've always felt like I, I in my 30, in my, no, I'm 30, in my late 20s, I, I went through a, Semi hoe phase because I was like I need to understand if I could be a hoe, and if I'm yeah, comfortable, yeah. and if I'm comfortable <laughs> being a hoe, and because you know I spent so many like you know you spend so many years, or you hear like you should never be like this. This is too much. That's just dirty. That's just nasty. Especially as black people, you know you don't want to be the mm-hmm. the nasty woman. It's like it's just kind of nasty <laughs> woman disease, um, <laughs> and so therefore you you spend a lot of your life like, oh, I'll never do that. So I was like, I, I need to do that just to see if I am capable or if I like it or if I secretly like it. And when I, I said I have six months and I said I did some things I, and I was like, okay, so I realized I don't like this and I don't want to be that and this is not this. So I like this and I would just say it that. Like it was, I needed to go through it, but I needed to like do it in my way and to, to understand it. So yeah, I was like, okay, I will not be wearing harnesses and I will not be at a, <laughs> a a piss party and I will not be none of that stuff because that's just not me. But I like that I did that because I feel like a lot of people don't and they find themselves like doing things. You always hear them like, I didn't know I would ever do something like that for this man. I'm like, well, girl, you should have thought about, you should have learned about yourself before you even got involved. Therefore you would have known Amen. what but that's me. That's why. I process things. But it's funny that you, the testing out a whole phase to me seems very Sagittarius. But the way you went about it makes sense because your Venus is in Capricorn. Hmm. And before I even read you the definition, like Venus in Capricorn is the most practical lover. Hmm. Like, if you want somebody who is going to remember your birthday and, like, remember your mama's birthday and make sure all, like, everything's planned out, like, Venus and Capricorn is going to have a plan for it. Hmm. Venus and Capricorn isn't going to get in a relationship just because, oh, I think you're a cool person. It's like, mm -mm. like, I need all the credentials listed out. Like, do you pay your bills on time? Do you want kids? Like, I need to know all this up front. Yeah, I do like, well, I, like to know everything up front. I like to know as much as I can up front. And it's and it's tough because and I've talked about it on here as well, as well as Twitter, because I'm always like I need to know I'm big about where you are in your life. Like I don't believe in we can you can work at Target and I can work in corporate and we can like I'm kinda like, no, we need to be realistic. I need to yeah. know where you are, I need to know how this is gonna function. If we can go to Paris or do I have to wait until you get your boss let you out you know stuff like that so i need to know all that stuff before i can really invest or even even say if i love you or not i need to know if this is even worth me even getting that much into it because i can cut it out if i need to venus yeah that venus and capricorn is not the one to play with it's like the uh what's her what's her name the miranda Priestley. yeah devil wears prada it's like (laughs) that about love it's like uh uh-uh (laughs) <laughs> like let's have this conversation it's a board meeting before the relationship 
That's fine. That, it's, it's funny to me that you went about your whole phase like that because that's a very Venus and Capricorn thing to do. <laughs> but it says, you tend to keep your feelings under control. Emotions are only released in serious or important situations. You're distrustful of those whose behavior could be judged excessive or immoderate. As mm. such, you prefer to relate to only those who are older than you or those whose position is such that respect and duty are more important for both of you than passion or emotional response. Be careful, however, of relationships that are merely based on practicality or utility, or you will ultimately be lonely. Mm. That's something to, well, that's something to think about. <laughs> Well, you just gotta throw some passion in there somewhere. No, I can. They just got to be ready for it. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, with with these these Sagittarius placements, I do not doubt it. Yeah. Because unfortunately, Sagittarius is where my weakness for a long time because <laughs> that that passion and adventure attracts you every time. Yeah, it, it can. It can. <sighs> That's a no-go for Scorpios. Please, no Scorpios ever. Oh, right. <laughs> no, Sag. Please spare yourself. That could be a challenge, though. It's a challenge, but it's so draining. Like, I honestly... I could write soap operas from every Sagittarius relationship, and they would be three different soap operas, and... No. <laughs> they would all be a mess. <laughs> wow. And that's men and women. Hmm. They just, just no. Just no. Just let them date other fire signs and have it out. <laughs> oh, God. I had a flashback. <laughs> Let's see. We've got your Venus and your moon and your sun, your rising, your Mercury. Hmm. Let's see. What was Nick's Mercury was in Scorpio. Okay. This makes sense. Your Mercury is in Pisces. Hmm. And Pisces. Pisces are water signs, but like they're kind of known as the garbage bin of the zodiac. <laughs> Just because they're the very last one and they pull from every sign. Wow. It's like Pisces, they have certain qualities that are dead set, but it's literally like sticking your hand in a bowl and seeing what you're going to pull out with them. Hmm. The only thing for sure is that they are emotional um, and that they are organized in only a way that they can understand. Oh my God, I can vouch for that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That, and that's every Pisces that I've ever met. Anybody with any type of Pisces placement is just like, huh. <laughs> you know what? It's like, you get it, and that's good. You just tell me where to be and what time. <laughs> but it says, your ideas and thought process do not come to you in an orderly, logical fashion. No. Instead, you think with your feelings or with images produced by your rich and fertile imagination. A very objective person, your dreams and fantasies are very important to you. You trust your intuitions and tend to reject ideas that are based solely on logic. Very impressionable, you are sensitive to the moods and emotional states of those with whom you come into contact. Yeah, I can see that. I, but I, I do kind of 
I go back and forth with logic because sometimes I'm like, it makes perfect sense. But then I can, I can understand why someone will do something dark to some degree. I can almost understand it because I, I, I embrace that we all have our dark sides and I feel like that we, ha- we don't like to talk about it, but I can embrace it enough to understand why you would do what you do. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Pisces is probably the most understanding zodiac sign to me, um, Mm -hmm. outside of Libras, because they're all about balance. Mm -hmm. But Pisces tend to be the people who are like, I may not do this, but I get you. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's that, that probably that Pisces way you communicate with people, which tends to lead people to want to talk to you more because Mercury is that communication. But it's like with that Pisces placement, more people are like, oh, I'm not feeling so judged when I talk to you. Yeah. Like, I, um, do you consider yourself an empath? I, I do to a degree like I've always felt like I could understand where people are coming from but also know where sadly if I want to be petty because I can I know where they are I may tag them on it because it's like I'm getting you back because you because you know what you did and you affected a lot of different things like if it's for example if it was oh lord in college there was someone who liked somebody that I liked and they got a taste before I got a taste of that person, mm. but they did not, that person they want to end up going to maybe me or someone else. And so, because I know where they're feeling, I may sting them a bit because I, a part of me is that vengeful side. It's like, how dare you even try? You knew what you was up against from the beginning. And <laughs> th- that will be something like I will sting at them because I already know where they at just to rem- to do that and, and it was mean which is why i can identify with people doing things like that because i think we all do that if we could do that we would do that for a moment we wouldn't like bask in it completely maybe but i think we would do it just to you know get some of that good feeling back because we all kind of feel betrayed but you want to kind of at least get something back from it if that makes any sense but it's i i i, I understand where people are coming from um, but I also can understand why they may do what they do because I think we've all done things that we don't like to admit that we do. I will admit that I have felt or, do- or done these things. So that's why I'm comfortable understanding where people come from that way. And that's, that's that Pisces in you, to be honest, like, and in the way that, the way that you communicate and you know your thought process on things that's that Pisces in you it's a very understanding placement um and it's really good to have honestly with um a very fixed sun sign mm-hmm. um having that my that Pisces placement in there gives you a chance to to breathe a little bit and not restrict yourself so much on like your thinking yeah let's see I like your Mars placement a lot um only because like i have a mars and scorpio and this is like my polar opposite which i wish i could kind of tap into a little bit mm-hmm. um your mars placement is, is in taurus hmm. and because 
again mars is ruling like how you deal with conflict how you deal with fights your your sex and aggression um are you one of those people who tends to get mad easily i can i can get irritated very easily because it's not going the way that i that i envision it should go yeah see it says taurus is careful slow and thorough about all that you do at times you're also willingly uh willfully stubborn when others try to alter your course you are definitely not a quitter you will work long and hard to get what you want your possessions are very important to you one of your continuing problems is that you tend to regard the significant people in your life much the same way as you do your possessions you become overly attached and much too jealous you repress your anger when you get upset and that's not healthy try to learn to show your anger immediately in order to avoid painful explosions later yeah i sometimes it's according to what the situation is i won't say anything but but eventually it does come out in some form or fashion and see that's the thing with like with the taurus placement it's more of a a simmer mm-hmm unless it's something really huge. Have you ever, like, just stopped talking to people when they made you mad? Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to explain. I'm just going to stop talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that Taurus. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's stubborn, but it's such a a peaceful reconciliation when it's over. Like, yeah. I feel like most people get annoyed with that Taurus Mars because they're like, oh, they quit talking to me. And I think because I understand it more, I'm like, I'm going to give them time to cool down because that's really what they need. Mm-hmm. And then we can come back once you've like got it all figured out. But if you, with that tourist placement, you talking to somebody up front about your feelings, you're going to be more mad if you don't completely understand what the issue is and you haven't figured out how to properly convey it. Mm. That. I feel like it's going to upset you more than the actual conflict. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Let's see. But I I do really love that placement. Um, It's just so chill for the most part. Yeah, I'm usually a calm person or I can like I, we can solve this now or we can solve this later, but eventually it's going to evolve. Like I'm, and I think I've lived a good chunk of my life to where it's like, eventually this is going to, it's weird enough. I always say that it's going to work out in the favor that everybody's happy, mostly me. So therefore I can chill and just be like, all right, it, it, eventually it will happen. Things will happen. It will be fine. Yeah. I always say that like, if, if somebody has made an earth sign, mars mad nine times out of ten they're in the wrong (laughs) because it like if you're seriously mad then somebody has wronged you earth sign mars tends to be the most level-headed because water sign mars we're like i am angry and i am up here let's go (laughs) like (laughs) like i'm not trying to resolve it i'm trying to fight like let's get it over with (laughs) And air signs, they they get mad very quickly, and then they get over it, and then you're upset because you're still pissed, and they're over it. Yeah. And that that works my spirit. 
Oh, God, that does. <laughs> like, once you've got me up there and now you're over it, I'm like, no, 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 no. We're, we're still in this fight until I say that it's over. <laughs> but, it's like, air signs do not care about that. Fire sign Mars, they just want to pop off. They don't care. They just want a reason to be mad. But earth signs are just like, you know what? We're angry and we're going to get over it eventually. <laughs> and then that makes me feel bad about being mad in the first place. That is my older sister to the <laughs> T. Like, I have never seen her not be wrong about being mad. Yeah, look, we're going to have to do her chart too. We're going to have to figure that out. I'm telling you, once I did, I did my mom and both of my brothers, I did their birth charts and we sat down and talked about them and we have understood each other so much better since. Yeah, shoot, that's, that's what we need to do for holidays. <laughs> it was like therapy. It was like, oh, okay. So because I'm the only water sign in the house, this is how y'all gonna act around me. Perfect. <laughs> they are a mess and a half. Yeah. Let's see, where was Phoenix Jupiter? I like to look at people's Jupiters when it comes to like business partnerships. Um, both of my business partners have Jupiters and Virgo, and that made things work out so much better. Because God knows. Let's <laughs> see, yours was in uh, Pisces? Yes, yours is in Pisces, and Bix is in Aquarius. <laughs> Um, and it says, your personal growth occurs when you have the freedom to do things in new and interesting ways. This brings out your natural inventiveness. You're an individualist, but you're also attracted to mass movements that emphasize social betterment, and you will devote much time and energy to their efforts. Very fair-minded and objective, you have extraordinary skills at organization and administration. Yeah, I mean, I'm a college administrator. Now, I mean, like I've been doing that for so long now, and it seems so natural to do. So I'm, I, and I like creating and 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 putting things or well, not being completely organized, but I like creating and doing a lot of things that is kind of in that realm. So yeah. And see, it, it makes sense. That was like the perfect career path for you to go into with that placement, because you get to, you know. I'm trying to think of the right word, but you get to use those skills that you've already been naturally blessed with yeah. um, and you like doing it. Yeah. And I tell anybody, if you're having like career issues um, or you don't know where to go, look at your Jupiter. Hmm. The more you dive into that and figure out like, okay, what are careers for people with Jupiter and Aquarius or Jupiter and Pisces, Jupiter and whatever, like, you'll start to see like, oh, okay, those are things that I naturally do. I didn't even realize that like, this was a path for me. Yeah. Mm. It also works better, again, that your son and your Jupiter are in the same sign because who you naturally are works with what career path that you want to be on. Mm. And your Saturn is in Gemini. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> let's see you are a clear thinker and speaker with a logical orderly mind that you are oh you are such a clear thinker and speaker with a logical and orderly mind that you are repulsed by abstract intangible or unorganized thoughts or ideas 
but you tend to get uptight about speaking in public because you're afraid to be wrong. Remember that the best way to learn is by making mistakes. You will also, you will be careful, carefully prepared that you will probably not make any mistakes anyway. To be interesting to you, ideas have to be practical and useful. Now, mind you, the Saturn placement is what you already came into this life with and the obstacles that you're going to get over. And because you said that you were naturally that person who would grab the mic, I feel like you did a pretty good job of already getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that honestly, like, from what I've learned from my mom and like just aging in astrology, she says once you hit 30, that Saturn comes into play. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to, I, I can see that. <laughs> well, and a lot of people don't talk about it on social media as much as they do Mercury retrograde, but your Saturn return is heavy. And so with your Saturn return, um, it usually happens for people between 27 and 29. Um, and it's literally going to be some of the hardest years of your life because this is the time when the universe is testing everything that you should have learned up to mm-hmm. that point with your Saturn placement. Um, and most people that I talk to who are over 30 always tell me like, yeah, around like 28, 29, like life was kicking my butt, but I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that Saturn return. <laughs> hmm. No, I agree with that. Cause I can always say, I can, I can laugh when life kicks my butt. I can laugh at it at one point. I can be like, oh, what else, you know, can happen? Or I can, it's that Oprah gif of when she's like, she looks to the side and she just shrugs and do that little thing. That's how I look at life. I'd be like, well, of course I have to pay this extra bill. Or of course, this, of course, I got this money now and now here comes all this. Like, it's always something like that. So I could just kind of like, oh, okay. All right. It is what it is. Or I like learning from life to where I can say, oh, okay. I've learned like this situation or like, I always like to say um, to younger gay students, like just because that guy looks high, has a high body does not mean it's going to be bomb sex. That's going to be a good person. Trust me. I know. Like, you know, but I like the fact I can say that or I can giggle at folks who have, thirst traps i'm like y'all that's just a pretty picture that has nothing to do with anything else they can be terrible like but i like i can have that experience of saying that and understanding that if that makes sense no it makes total sense like i think understanding saturn returns made me less scared of my 30s yeah because I was just like, oh, if I can survive the Saturn return, like, 30 is going to be popular. You ain't going to be able to tell me nothing. Like, I'm going to be on my Tracy Ellis Ross come 30. <laughs> <laughs> because the Saturn return is slowly but surely kicking my butt. And I'm like, I know it's supposed to. Like, I'm supposed to be getting hit where the lessons that I knew that I was supposed to be applying beforehand where I've been slack on. Yeah. Like, I, I know that it's going to come and hit me exactly in those pockets. And it's it's basically going to tell you, like, man up or get out. Yeah. And that's why a lot of musicians, like, that's why they have the 27 Club. 
And most people didn't think like to relate that to astrology, but 27 is your Saturn return. And if you don't pass those lessons nine times out of 10, you aren't going to make it. Oh Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Like it is, it is life testing you. And -hmm. for some of those people, you know, a lot of their, their testing came with, you know, drugs and hard partying and staying on course and they couldn't figure it out. Hmm. Mm, that's very interesting. It's one of my like my biggest things when it comes to to Saturn is that like nobody ever relates the two. I'm just like it it makes all of the sense. But again, that comes with people knowing astrology. Yeah, that's true. that's a good point. But yeah, those are your birth charts. <laughs> <laughs> And again, you have other like um, generational ones, but I'll send you those too. Um, and Vic, you actually happen to be the generation before us with um, Pluto and Libra. Hmm. Um, and honestly, like where where most of our generation is more focused on like uh, being revolutionaries that generation in Libra was more focused on changing the standard when it came to love and relationships. Mm. So most of the people in your era weren't trying to emulate what their parents had. They were trying to figure out, okay, how can we do this differently? And that kind of set up the course for how we look at generation and we look at relationships in this generation. Mm-hmm. I think that that totally helped a lot. Mm. Nice. I think I have one one question. Based on your analysis of both of our birth charts, do you see a good working relationship between me and Victor? Um, actually, yeah. Um, I've been comparing the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think that. Victor's chart had a lot of fire um, and a lot of freedom where Nick, your chart has a lot of water, um, a lot of water and air and a lot of fixedness. Um, And because I don't like know, know y'all like base, you know, like in person to see y'all's work dynamic. I feel like it's, it seems to me like Nick is more of the like structured one and Vic is more like ideas and putting things into motion um, and making things move. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it does ring truth because, you know, I'm the, the one that has, okay, this has to go this way, this way. And you know, Victor, when something doesn't go right, I, I freak out and I, I get, oh, this is not going to go right. And you're like, oh, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Don't, well, don't worry about it. So I can see. I can <laughs> definitely see this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, especially with, like, your your Jupiters um, in this. Like, the Pisces is a natural worry wart. And Nick has that Pisces and Jupiter. Um, so you'll tend to be more of the, like, I just need to make sure that the T's and the I's are crossed um, and leaving no room for error. Whereas like Vic's Jupiter and Aquarius is more like, you know, it's all going to work out. We're going to go with the flow. It's going to make it happen. Like, 
And I feel like that, that creates good balance. Yes. Yeah, I'm usually that way because I've seen that's how things that I have done has worked out. Like I remember when back when blogging was a thing, I started and I had I didn't want to do you know, everybody was doing all these these things, you know, to make their blogs pop. And I was like, I wanna keep the steady course. And eventually it worked where I was writing for different things and being invited to speak or being invited to go to different conferences for free, like all this stuff for free. And it was like I didn't because I stayed in my lane, but I also stayed calm about that development because I always believe the universe sets a path. You just have to be it's like when you're it's like you drive it in the fog. The path is there. You just mm-hmm. got to figure out the speed and the, and the, uh, and the, I can't think of the other word for it, but you have to kind of have that comfort of like, here's the road. Let me quit trying to figure out what's all of this. Here's the road. Let's just stay with that. And I feel like that's worked with me for so long and success comes. And when it does, I'm like, okay, well, you know, and when I look back, I like the looking back part. It's like, well, when I remember when we were getting this stuff, like I, I, I have a graphic novel out there now. And I remember like, oh, I remember when this started. This started with Found My Artist. And we were going back and forth. And it was taking, you know, four years to get done. But now it's done. And here it is. Like, I'm more like, I like that journey and looking back at that journey. Um, but then again, it comes with experience. So that's why I'm just like, okay, you know, I know Nick likes to make sure that, you know, everybody will know us. And I'm like, everybody will know us. I'm I'm very confident, like, everybody will know us. I'm fine with that. They already kind of do. And I am feeling that eventually people will understand the power of what we are already. And I'm and I'm always been like, they'll they'll know. They already kind of know, but they going to know. So I've always been good at that. It's just like, let's just go with the flow, see how it goes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I honestly, I I'm looking at your charts like real heavy right now, and it just it screams balance. See, and a few years ago, Victor, you didn't even want to do the podcast. So look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to make sure I had you know if I was ready for it. At the time, I was trying to figure out job like i i got i was starting my one job and but you know i was like well make sure like you know everything was set up because i we were doing it while i was at work right you <laughs> was like uh, let me get back to you i don't know about all this <laughs> it, was, it was done differently but i feel like now it's like okay and then that's why i'm like okay we it's it's this and i've also been paying attention to how others you know, when other people podcast goes, I, you know, it's good. Everybody has the ups and downs and flows and what have you. So I feel like by seeing that and seeing where we are, even without backing from uh, a production company or others, the other things like that, that's how I'm like, okay, now if we had all of that too, then that's where I will also put myself in that level of like, okay, we're at that place where we have all the things like these, like, you know, it's like, Let's see, mm-hmm. like a, there's a me channel. So there's a me channel, but then there's CBS. Two different types of stations. Uh, so me right. channel and O channel and Oxycontin channel. That's where you like, okay, that's, a, that's the lane we're playing in. 
But the minute, but in the spine of like, look at yourself in the CBS, ABC. But then once you get into that level, it's like, okay, so we're in the ABC, CBS, FX level. How do we become the next level? So you always have to kind of look at things like at the level that you are, how are you performing? And then when you get to the next level, how do you, are you performing and then how you go elsewhere, but enjoy that journey, but also enjoy the creativity piece of that because you realize that you're kind of all going in the same path. Everybody has ups and downs, you know, like think about it. it NBC, I hate to mention Cosby, but they had Cosby. They had, they had the most powerful night on television and they've had that for years from Cosby up to friends and they don't <laughs> anymore. That has become ABC's path. Remember, ABC had Scandal and all that stuff. They became the Thursday Nights. So you see there's always a flow, an ebb and flow to it. And that's how I've looked at things. Like, it's all an ebb and flow of how things will go. Somebody will do something one week and somebody will do something the next. It's just how it goes. A big, long explanation, but yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, uh... Yeah, I, I think this is very interesting how we had these uh, a birth chart. And so now that we know our information, we can make 2019 a good year for us. And uh, Asia, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show to do this. Um, can you, you let everybody know where they can find you on this crazy thing called the Internet? Um, I, I never like say that I want to do podcast interviews, but I love podcasts. so that makes you really happy um but i am on the twitters um at underscore asia may and that is a-s-i-a-h-m-a-e um and on instagram under the same just asia may um and those are probably the places that i frequent the most (laughs) all right and if maybe uh folks wanted to get their birth chart uh interpret it could they reach out to you you know for a price because you know we try to secure that bag in 2019 oh well bless you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just hit me up um my email is isasiamay at gmail.com um and i'm definitely open to doing interpretations for people um you can also hit my website, which is asianmay.com, and um, underneath Book Me, you can do the same thing there. Um, and it also has links to, like, all my other crazy ventures, um, including my book. And, you know, if y'all want to feed a broke poet, that would be great. Because <laughs> <laughs> that helps out tons. But, yeah, just, you know, anywhere you can email me, definitely email. Do not DM me, because God knows I don't look at those. <laughs> And you can find Megashine at Megashine Pod on Twitter. You can find me at Porter Pizzazz, more, uh, Victor at Wonderman5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, go to Facebook and Instagram. We're at Megashine Pod there. Our website is Um, Is there anything else before we get up out of here, Victor? No, I feel. Like, I know a little bit more about myself, and I'm excited to look more at my birth chart. So, yeah, I'm excited to see more about this. And if y'all have any more questions or anything, feel free to hit me up. I answer your deep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And with that, y'all, we will get up out of here. <laughs>